0: fired up for another episode of real deal no sex appeal
1: a
2: constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo
0: featuring chris field on the streets he's known as a jackass parker clare yes there's no two ways about it he's super white and alex snar
3: no one knows what it means but it's provocative
0: also featuring the talents of bigfoot as your producer uh... Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watched Max Payne. It's a video game, it's a movie. (laughs) Parker, as Rob Zombie's brother once said, this is what
3: it's like when worlds collide. (laughs) <laughs> Two great tastes that taste
1: great together: gaming and Mark Wahlberg. I didn't realize that Rob Zombie's brother was one of the five thousand Power Men. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: is—he's one of the—he's uh, the least here Okay, so uh the movie's bad.
3: Let's talk about the news. Part well, D- <laughs>
1: hey, let's uh, back up. Back. Hold on. Hold on.
3: It's such a subjective term, Chris. Uh, what, yeah, is, is. what is bad, per se? If
1: we've learned one thing from our time recording this podcast, it's that it only takes two. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, Once your fate is
3: sealed, that's it for the week. You have nothing else. You especially, I mean, Chris. I know it's good and goddamn well you had nothing else this week.
1: Oh, I my... mean, I... Uh... I can't speak for Chris, but I know that uh, two of us, you know, might have got picked up a Valkyries to go up to. Uh, <laughs> Hello this
2: week, you know? and uh,
1: we'll see. Oh boy, you know. I have so much to ask you about the
3: Valkyries.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, did you guys play the video game? No. Oh, never mind. I, I already had game.
3: it bought, bought, so I installed it, and then I didn't play it. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: I didn't even feel like spending the ten bucks on it. uh... I just don't care. So if we get anything wrong about like interpreting whatever the differences may be between the game and the movie, we don't care. What are you going to do?
3: Uh, yeah just uh, tweet me at
1: bark sanchez
3: That's yeah. like,
1: so, so all our listeners know like the lore is very very sacred to me and I will do everything I can to make sure we do not step on the lore but also you know none of you played this either so go fuck yourself
0: exactly uh, the only thing that I found out about this movie when like I've been looking on different forums and stuff like that and apparently the fans of the video game are really really die hard so uh, I don't think they had a very
1: good time watching this movie in theaters would you say that they were like minimum pain or medium pain <laughs> oh i'd, I'd call Folks. it
0: max pain there's money oh, in that well name. you know not yeah. in the movie but still yeah not here but yeah. somewhere <laughs> theoretically okay let's get into the news parker i actually have some news for you uh hit me there are no movies coming out this year but they did release the screenshots of dune uh you know what dune is right it's uh, the book
3: Oh, that movie, I was like, oh, cool sci-fi thing. I started reading it, and I was like, oh, I'm too young to read this. Oh, my brain yeah. doesn't
0: work. <laughs> it, it is kind of a, a harder one to see. And people are like, oh, wow, that, we're so excited for these screenshots. Have you guys seen the screenshots? No. It's just, it's just I don't care, care about <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This is one of the ones that's been getting a lot of hype because it's got, I don't know, a whole bunch of famous actors and stuff in it. I saw the screenshots. It's like... What if it was Mad Max but in outer space this time? And it just the the outfits don't inspire a whole lot of excitement here. I'm not saying that sounds better than Tank Girl. Well, well, we'll get into Tank Girl, but I I'm just saying that the outfits do not appeal to me. Timothy Chalamet or Chalamet or whatever, he does not appeal to me. It's it's
1: Chalamet. I thought you watched a lot of French movies. Well, I damn, you're showing your uncultured
0: side. That's every side of me. Chris,
1: your central Pennsylvania is talking.
0: Yeah, it is, <laughs> uh, but I, hey, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I'm sure it'll be just fine. I'm sure it'll be just fine, but I, I, I don't see why people are getting excited about screenshots. I don't understand why people get excited about pre-release uh, stuff anyway. I'll wait till the
3: actual movie comes out. Have we'll you Never I'm talked to a comic book fan, stuff. man? This is like their life. Is Dude a comic book? Parker. Uh, basically, yes. <laughs> Look, all I know is I was really young because like just kept flipping pages like, what is a quiz that's had a record? Where's the worm? And then I gave up on it. And uh-huh. that's as far as I ever got. Then I watched the sci-fi channel thing, and it was like 18 hours long, and I fell asleep.
0: Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Well, the 1984 version seen the David Lynch
3: one. I'm sure I'll get signed sign that at some point. Yeah.
0: Parker. <laughs> Parker. Do you have any other news or anything happen?
3: <sighs> Guys... There have been a lot of deaths recently, and none have hit this podcast as hard, of course. As Dieter Laser, the star of The Human Centipede. Chris, when you became intimate with The Human Centipede, how did it affect your life?
0: Uh, That's when I started to hate my fellow man. Uh, One of the managers at the theater where Josh and I worked really, really liked those movies. Uh, What was your opinion on the movie? I I think it's... Which one? (laughs) I only saw the... (laughs) I at least saw the first two, I didn't go all the way for the third like you did. Oh, you know
1: make a go to that. No The great thing about the human centipede is that there's never been a movie that just drags you into the concept more because you really feel like somebody's shitting into your mouth while you're watching it.
0: it <laughs> yeah. Sucks. I, I think It's so fucking shitty. That's the thing is like I think a lot of people have said that, that, that's like the point of the second one, is that like that's what it's like being inside the center of the human centipede. It's
3: someone's just shitting in your mouth the
0: entire time. I'm like yeah, I guess, but the movie's still bad, so. I just on.
3: remember watching the first one, thinking, like, oh, this was all normie bait. Got it. Because there's nothing to this. Yeah, it's. There's it's nothing just bad, upsetting you know? or gross. It's just people go. It's really just it. kind of annoying.
1: You it's know? fucking boring.
0: Yeah. It's it's just like an irritating movie. And I don't like movies that like irritate you, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, What? No,
1: this movie's not irritating at all. Max Payne is actually good. (laughs) Okay, so let's, uh, do we have any jerks of the week? Chris, I promise you watched only one movie this week where somebody did a slow-mo backflip to shotgun somebody in the face. Uh, Okay. Do we have
0: any jerks of the week?
1: Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Ugh. I mean, bodies, always, but uh, always. Parker, Parker, go ahead. You can go first.
3: Uh, my jerk of the week is my friend JP, who sent me a link to a tweet while I was at work. Just had a terrible, awful shift, a long, terrible day. And I looked at my phone and see. Kevin Smith says mall Rats 2 will address the COVID-19 pandemic. It oh, ruined my fucking night so badly. <laughs> I have not recovered yet. The sentence just keeps tumbling in my brain like on Spin Cycle and I fucking hate it. Snoochie
0: Boochie's in It conjures so many dark images in my head.
3: Are they still in the same fucking mall? Like, <laughs> Oh, no, now they're old. Rut, dot,
1: dot. I am the mall rat. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Chris, you can go
0: next if you want. Okay. I, I, have, two. I have two, so... All right. Uh, before you double up, I do not have a jerk of the week. I have a hero of the week. Uh, the hero of the week is... I don't know their name. The NASCAR guy? No, it's whoever came up with, the, uh, with this take. I found a take online... The, the take, that didn't read into detail, so I'll just fill in the place where I think it is. The take is that it is a good thing that San Francisco lost the Super Bowl. Because if they had had the Super Bowl parade and celebration in San Francisco, then the COVID 19 might have spread far more easily in that parade because there's more people there than there are in Kansas City because no one gives a oh, shit. In as Kansas opposed City. to fucking what? <laughs> I, that, that take is this is what will repower our economy when we come back from this. It's an economy based on takes. And you need powerful stuff
3: like this to really give it the old juice. Why are these people? <laughs> <laughs> we all need the quarantine to end so we can all log off for like a summer <laughs> week and a half. My brain is oh, it's it's struggling.
1: Yeah, it is just it's literally, literally Swiss cheese right now, dude. I love
3: ticks. Uh, Nothing is sticking up there. It's a real problem. Yeah, okay. Alex, who are your jerks of the week? All
1: right so i thought i knew my jerk of the week like solidly until last night so uh you guys are about to get a a text message don't open it till i tell you to okay my backup jerk of the week my secondary jerk of the week is uh this company whose name i do not know the name of so you know quarantine's been hard on all of us you know haven't been able to see my girlfriend for a while She's like, I saw something online I really wanted to send you. I'm going to send you a gift. You know, you're going to really like it. I'm really excited for you to get this. I'm like, oh, no, this sounds, you know, horrifying. But to some extent, you're a normie, so how bad could it be? And uh, what I ended up getting, you know, apparently my, uh, my girlfriend decided I did not have enough Bigfoot hats. So I got a hat and a little picture of Bigfoot on it with the following text. Bigfoot is real, and he tried to eat my ass. Which is... quality hat. Uh, My my girlfriend is not the jerk this week. My jerk of the week is whatever company makes this hat. Because she was... She was very adamant. She's like, uh, yeah, you know... they, They had, like, a bunch of options for what the occasion was for. And, like, I selected, you know, it's a gift, but not a birthday gift. So you're supposed to get, like, a sheet of stickers with it. Which, God knows what kind of fucking stickers would come with a Bigfoot eating ass hat. But, you know... I won't know because what they sent me instead is what I sent to you guys, which is a birthday card with a picture of a CG Bigfoot holding a cake from no one because <laughs> she did not click the birthday box. So just uh, go ahead and pop that open. Look at this Bigfoot. I'm a, I'm a big fan of In Your Friends and Animated Text. <laughs> it
3: really ties the whole thing together. <laughs> Your BoJack Horseman-ass Bigfoot (laughs) card.
1: That's so good. (laughs) So, I I cannot help but notice that, you know, the From Space is blank, but also, I have pens. Somebody might be getting this card in my near future. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So, uh, this is, uh, I don't think I brought this up on the podcast during Christmas time, but uh, I acquired the greatest White Elephant Secret Santa gift of all time last year i don't know if i told you guys about this so uh one of the things that uh my stepmom decided you know her and her friend group they love you know they're they're old white ladies they love just pictures of themselves when they're on the on the beach or whatever so they decided to go to this website and order uh custom blankets with you know all their pictures on it so they could have them and they're like, ah, look here's all of us you know we got these custom blankets they're all nice and warm and woolly and stuff well, apparently the website made a mistake and sent her a blanket with pictures of somebody else's family on them. So when I visited for Christmas, I saw that and I'm like, you're going to give me that and I'm going to give that to somebody else. Yes. And it's just been sitting on my dresser waiting for just the perfect opportunity. The sisterhood but, of hey, the traveling Merry family. Christmas. I love you. Here is the family with a son that looks like Rand Paul. Like enjoy. <laughs> but none of this is my real jerk of the week because I I acquired a real, real jerk of the week last night. Now, I mentioned something about this to Parker. So, you know, avid listeners of the show will know that I am back in school as a 29-year-old, which has all of it, all the challenges that are attached to it. But I'm taking a chemistry class while I'm there, you know. Let's learn some things, you know, learn some things we didn't know, otherwise know. And Chris, this might, this might pique your interest, but, uh... You know, I'm watching my online lectures for the week, trying to learn all the things that we're supposed to be learning in class, and I click on one, and the video is titled The Ideal Gas Law. (laughs) Now, Chris, (laughs) do you have any familiarity with the Ideal Gas Law? Uh, A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Just a bit? Just a little tiny bit? Yeah, PB uh, equals NRT or something like that. That is actually correct, so... Congrats for knowing that. I mean, I, I I assume you didn't put the numbers in, because one of our bonus questions on the homework this week was putting the numbers in for the Patriots. Which numbers? The ones with the fucking the
0: the, the gauge that didn't have the logo on it, or the ones that did have it, or the ones with the bent fucking thing. They completely possibly the. Okay, all right, fine, fucking whatever. We'll get into. All some right, calm down, Marky Mark. Mark.
1: Calm down. No, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, not not that. And it's just what's the football supposed to be? What was their football actually? Here's the temperature. Figure out whether it could have happened or not. And I'll have you know that, like, question pops up. Yes or no question. Bonus question. Ideal gas law. Is the Patriots' explanation sufficient? Smash no, close the window. <laughs> Don't need to do math, because I know who the fakers are. And you know what? I got the question right. So my jerk of the week is you, Chris. Because uh-huh. you came on this podcast and you tried to convince people that Tom Brady wasn't a cheater and the Patriots did nothing wrong. You're full opposite of shit. And I buffeteers. am now and I am now <laughs> certified to say that the Patriots are cheaters. And all that. five or six, I forget, of your titles are fraudulent. Let me know how your grade in calculus
0: goes. Okay, so, uh, recently watched.
2: <laughs>
0: actually watched something that was really nice, That it's not even a movie. It was just a 22-minute episode of a TV show. You guys may have heard of it. It's called MTV Cribs. Uh, Hell yeah! I forgot about this. I watched the episode about Jackass. Uh, apparently oh, they god. went around. Oh my god, did you really? <laughs> yeah, they did a, an episode based on the uh, Jackass's I guess you could call them homes. Uh, the first one they went to was Steve O. Uh, <laughs> the O stands for, oh my god, you live like this? Uh, <laughs> it, it is uh, kind of nightmare. There's a whole lot of beer cans around his apartment, which is no surprise. Yeah, you don't say. Yeah. Uh, there's a skateboard ramp that he likes to uh, you know ride up and smash into. Uh, a whole lot of tables and wood and stuff like that that he likes to smash into. And his roommate, who has a relatively clean room. Uh, I think my favorite thing about it is uh, Steve was bragging about the fact that he has a very small penis and he found some Same. extra small condoms. So he's like, ah, oh, look at it, extra tight fit. And uh, Johnny Knoxville happens to be visiting. And he's just like, yeah, that gets used about as often as the soap around here, uh, which is <laughs> one of my favorite lines. They did not go to Johnny Knoxville's house. I can only imagine why. Um,
1: it's probably really nice
0: yeah uh, next up they went to our good friend Bam Margera who uh, my thesis of this episode is that Bam Margera is stealing from all the other members of the Jackass crew perhaps it's the ultimate Jackass prank because he's worth about $250,000 and his house is really nice he still lives with his really fat parents but it, it's so much nicer than everyone else's can we living can
1: pause for two seconds uh-huh Parker has Chris ever watched Viva La Bam I don't think he has. Does does he he not know that Bam's family is loaded? I did not know that, no. (laughs) All right. Uh, Jot this down. Just just put this in the notebook for the fall. I Uh, want Chris to watch all of Evil of Bam. I want him to watch that episode where they go to Vegas and they glue Bam's pubes to don Vito's face as a soul batch <laughs> like i want him to see that yeah. more than i really anything.
0: I, I think i made it clear that bam is my least favorite part of the jackass crew. correct uh, oh, you but... will you will love Viva La up yeah, well, anyway let me get back to it i know that bam's as watching the show his house is really nice i do not know how yeah. they made their money but here's the thing it's it's not bam's family that i'm talking about it's not just his house that i'm talking about it's Bam himself. He says on there, or his father says, he's worth, he's worth $250,000. You look at uh, Steve-O and you can tell the man is not worth $15,000. So I think somewhere along the way, uh, Bam is just stealing money from the other members. Uh, he's also completely unlikable.
1: Bam's a real piece of shit, yeah.
0: So the next uh, person that they go to is Ryan Don, Rest in Power. Uh, they go to his oh, house, King. and it's mostly normal. Uh, he likes to sleep in his basement. I think he, if I'm recalling this correctly, in his basement he has a bunch of arcade cabinets, so it kind of reminds me of a gamer. Um, he, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, he he sleeps on a bed that's kind of nearer to the floor because it's cooler down there, I guess. I don't know. Um, it, there wasn't really a whole lot to say. Then we get to a gentleman who calls himself Chris Pontius. Chris <laughs> Pontius. Chris um,
2: Oh, lives in his vehicle, vehicle watch Wild boys. Uh, for most oh, of he this. He lives in Wild his car.
0: And it is the most dire situation I think I've ever seen. He has a collection of his thongs that he has worn over the years, which have never been washed. Um, he has a barbell. That is his, uh, his, work- <laughs> that's his workout thing. He's got uh, an anti-theft device, which is just a crowbar. So it's kind of like Chris Benoit, but without the sad ending. Um, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, It is actually kind of, like, jaw-dropping to look at. And you're telling me Bam's not stealing from them. Oh, no, his family's just rich. That's what's going on here. The man lives in his car. So anyway, a couple years later, I guess, passes in the episode. Or maybe it's just the file that I downloaded. Because Chris Pontius finally gets a house. And a girlfriend. How? How in the world? He's not, like, a bad-looking guy. That's not my thing. It's just that he's disgusting. And I don't know how a woman could live with him based on who and what he is and what he does and... All of this
1: Chris would you like some context for this uh, in the modern day yeah I guess go ahead so one of the other uh jackass members one weas manis <laughs> lives in a van that's like a really nice van like it's tricked out mm-hmm. but uh he refers to it as his Wii van. So, <laughs> that's so fucking oh, cool. That's um, awesome. You can you can you, guys if you're listening you can look this up on YouTube. I like believe I'm it. actually not memeing. Like, I, dude if you lives in I like a, a bougie fucking van. That's <laughs>
0: that's bougie. great. That I like. Okay. Uh, Chris Bonnius' pickup truck is not quite that way. Uh, his new house is great. Um, it has all these things in it and it's I do not know how he lives like this. Uh, it's a good episode. I recommend it to everybody. <clears throat> now, last week, uh, Parker and Alex each watched a movie that they said was really, really awful. Parker said he watched House of the Dead. Alex said sure he did. watched Tank Girl. And they both said that they were two of the worst movies they had ever seen, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, jeez, I wonder which one is really worse. So I went and watched both wow. of them, back to back to see what which one f- was worse. Because after <laughs> right. watching the so Jackass So Chris is the segment, danger
1: Aaron of this podcast. Yeah. Not Joel. <laughs> after watching
0: that Jackass segment, I'd be like, I can take it. Oh. <laughs> Certain things are... Uh, I, I would say watching Tank Girl is on par with most of the Jackass
1: stunts. <laughs> um, I would rather get shot in the balls with a fire hose than I, watch Tank Girl again. Like, straight up. Tank
0: Girl is a lot worse than i even remembered it i i think i texted you i despise it uh i really really do not like that movie and i i think i dislike it even more because i think the first time i saw it was on television and it cut out most of the adult i'm using uh, finger quotes here jokes uh alex you're right these are rape jokes uh these are very it's not even a lot of rape jokes yeah it's like rape subplots or or rape plot devices that is the entire... It's like a rape like, first act, yeah. It keeps coming up over and over again. I'm like, geez, you guys fucking lay off? It's really kind of irritating. Uh, the musical segment, in the middle. Parker will write an essay about this. <laughs> Which one? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Parker, I know how much you like Cole Porter tunes. <laughs> what if Hartley Quinn's like <laughs> one?
3: God damn it.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the thing is, uh, Alex, I asked you, how did you feel about the animated sequences I was wrong. There are no animated sequences. There is one animated sequence. And the animation yeah. there is good enough, I guess, but it doesn't really... Probably
1: better to... than comic books. Yeah, probably, know, probably but... better
0: than the comics. doesn't really have anything else to do with what's going on, so it's very much like the animated sequence in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, what I was thinking about is not the animated sequences, but just the, like the comic book drawings that they insert every once in a while, and no one really knows why. Uh, They just sort of put them there and be like, hey, remember comics? Uh, They they just sort of do that. Lori Petty is so fucking annoying in this movie. (laughs) And the worst part about it is she really wanted to play this. She read the Tank Girl comic. She's like, oh, yeah, Tank Girl, that's me. And she just went into it and
1: just decided that she would do it. With oh that Oh my words. god, I think you just gave me half a heart attack yeah. just saying
0: that. Like that. <laughs> uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell, one of the greatest actors I think I've ever seen, is also in this movie. Iggy Pop isn't... Well, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Iggy Pop is also uh, in this movie. I, I had forgotten who he plays. Oh, he plays a pedophile who wants to rape a little girl. So, uh, delightful for the whole family and more. On brand at least. Yeah, uh, who else is... In, uh, uh, Ice-T <laughs> is in it as a kangaroo. Wow, um, yeah, is he? Yeah, that's uh, oh, and Naomi Watts too. Oh my god! I...
1: Did you not believe me? Like, did you think I was?
0: <sighs> no, no, wait. Who did I not oh, believe? I believed you. I didn't. I didn't doubt you on any of these. Come on, though. I forgot that it was Naomi. I knew it was a famous actress. I forgot who it was specifically. I don't know why, like, the name Demi Moore
1: kept coming to my, uh... No, I know, no, not about that. Uh, I meant just, like, did you believe that it wasn't uh, this bad?
0: No, I remember it being really bad, but I was like, I want to have the context of how I feel about this movie back-to-back with House of the Dead, which I guess I'll get to now. Parker,
1: <laughs>
0: this is a <laughs> movie, man. <laughs> um, I think I enjoyed it significantly more than you did, because I, I really got the vibe of it being a good-bad movie. Uh... I try not to say this too often because people say it way too much and it's too unique to compare it to but it really did feel like the room it really felt like a completely incompetent director uh, who has no idea what he's doing making something that's just embarrassing to look at and uh, I got that for a lot of it Parker what exactly is Tim Robbins doing in this
3: I don't have the slightest fucking idea, Chris. But he is doing a lot of it. We can certainly say that. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things, especially the cameraman.
0: Oh, that... Oh, my God. There's...
3: <laughs> I, I'm, hey, remember when I said every single character gets that spin? Yeah.
0: That, that you were kidding. Oh, my God. Jürgen Prochnow is in this uh, dual-wielding uh, deagles. And... Uh, what else, what else is he say in that moment? I don't remember. I think he's doing it to protect the, uh, the, the Asian girl in the red, white, and blue bikini, who they make a really racist joke about. do uh, you. Don't you. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> we'll get to that later, yeah. won't we? Yes,
0: we will. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, one of the, the other ones is I mentioned that they keep showing a bunch of uh, comic book stills from Tank Girl. Uh, it's it's kind of like a, a remember in Austin Powers where every once in a while they have that wah, 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 boo, doo, doo, doo. just as like instead of a scene transition they just show Austin Powers dancing around in the background they do that in yeah Tank but Girl. that works yeah they, they <laughs> exactly we should do that on the podcast between segments uh, they do that in Tank Girl but with like comic book things in in this movie at first they use that as a transition they show little uh, shots of the video game she's like do you remember House of the Dead no well here it is and they would just show it. Then it doesn't even happen as a transition. It just happens in the middle of a scene for no reason. Parker, it sucks. you told me it happened, and I believed you, but I was not prepared for how often it happened.
3: Hey, that makes two of us. <laughs> it's incessant, and the only action scenes are just spliced together with footage from an early 2000s arcade shoot em up. It up That is was early 2000s? Not, it
0: looks like it's fucking early 90s. The, the graphics are so bad. It's horrendous looking. I yeah, there's so much slow mo, 360 shots in the thing. All of the acting is terrible. Like it is. Correct. I don't blame the yeah. actors for this. <laughs> I genuinely think they weren't getting proper direction. You know, like you don't say. <laughs> yeah, like I think maybe these His actors' direction was just
1: about evading taxes. Like that was that, perfect. That too. Yeah, sure. Direction.
0: But oh my god, it is really, really genuinely bad. But I think it's kind of one of those see it to believe it things. If you're going to ask me which is a worse movie It's kind of hard to say I'd say that House of the Dead Is disagree. I, I would say that House of the Dead <laughs> is certainly worse made Like like One look at House of the Dead and you're like Oh my goodness, it just looks awful But if you're going to ask one which one Is less pleasant to watch It has to be Tank Girl I don't uh, think Chris, that's a contest in either one of those uh, Categories
1: Chris, buddy, I think I speak for Parker when I say this We can just put this out there when uh when the Patriots get their second win this year in week nine hey. you can make you can make me watch House of the Dead and Parker watch Tank girl and that's that's fine yeah you know when when we'll you guys when you guys get on the board with that big second win to go with your seven losses like yeah, we're on board, you know what I think
0: Parker's going to watch Tank girl before that just because we've mentioned it Says so much. Who? We've mentioned no. it so much on here that this That's brain not is going to be stuck in his head for always like fuck I'll just get it over with and he's just going to watch if it. If
1: somebody assigns it to him he's going to claim he has COVID and not record for him. <laughs> <will>, absolutely. <laughs>
3: I will give myself COVID. I will start licking water fountains. Yeah, uh, Not
1: fucking watching. <laughs> Go full Rudy. Okay. <laughs> full Gobert. <laughs> oh, rest <laughs> in
0: peace after he fell off that, uh, that, that forklift at practice. Anyway, uh, Hey, what did you think of the rave scene? <laughs> oh my god, we gotta talk to about the right rave scene Thank you for mentioning it So they have to go to the rave of oh, the, the year the rave scene went well <laughs> <laughs> The rave of the year Is what they call this Now first of all, wrap your head around the fact The, the veracity of such a beast The rave of the year and what that could possibly mean Well it means it's during the day It means it's outside <laughs> It means there are about 20 people And it means that there is a banner that's just Sega on it it's so cool it's, It is actually really funny to watch And people keep calling it the rave of the year During the movie I'm like that was supposed to be
1: it
3: Aaron's rave Come get it
1: Because <laughs> we have to go to rave wars to stop Johnny Tran. Oh jeez It was <laughs>
0: That, that Again, it was actually kind of funny to watch. Again, if, if you're talking about which one is worse made, I would say House of the Dead is absolutely worse made. I don't think I even have to think twice about that one. But as again, as far as which one is less pleasant, uh, Tank Girl is just annoying. And that's the thing about movies that's that on, just Parker. irritate you. They just sort of like grind on you. And every single second that you're watching, you're just like, oh, God, shut up. You know? That's Tank Girl in a nutshell. That's my summary. Damn it. I do not understand why people are so infatuated with it. Parker, go ahead and download it. It won't affect No! (laughs) I don't want it. We've got to move on here. So uh, I recently lost a movie bet. I bet uh, some friends from work that uh, Bernie Sanders would be the Democratic nominee for president. And he lost. Oops. Again, and uh, I I got assigned four movies. The first movie I got assigned was from Gabriella. She assigned me the house buddy. The reason she assigned this to me was because at work, we used to work a lot of overnights together. And when you work the overnights, sometimes there's a lot of drudgery. There's a lot of really nothing happening. You're just kind of sitting next to each other at a computer, just looking at Google Docs the entire time. So she started quoting... Some of the dumbass lines from the House Bunny. Uh, <laughs> really? One of one of the lines from the House Bunny is, uh, there's this girl with a really deep voice, and uh, she's told <laughs> to hit on some guys at a bar. Go up to them and say something really confident. She says, Hey guys, want to come with me to the bathroom? I gotta go drop off some timber. Which, uh... <laughs> Apparently, that line really stuck with Gabby over the years, and there's something that's just indelibly stamped in my mind now about dropping off some timber in that voice. (laughs) There's not much to recommend about it. I like Kat Dennings. (laughs) Uh, I like her in almost everything. Parker, no. I don't like her in Thor. What Um, about her? What about Thor (laughs) 2?
1: What's your favorite part about all of Kat Dennings' roles? I'm not gonna get this podcast stopped again. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a legitimate
0: question. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I, I just I think that she's actually really funny. I think she has legitimate comedic talents and she's very, very pretty to look at a
1: very big sense of humor, I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing What's is that up? Chris Man, McDonald, yes, shooter McAvan, looks like Rand Paul in this movie. Wait what? Uh, Hang on a second, he, he said the magic words Yes, he, he does in fact look like <laughs> uh, Shooter He does in fact look like Rand Paul And thank you What's Alex, the, now I know what Shooter McGavin is Because I watched Happy Gilmore
1: What is, know, spent, is the magic <laughs> the word? Shooter McGavin or Rand Paul like, I don't know yeah, It was just Rand, oh,
0: he's a big objectivist guy.
3: We spent like 10 minutes like Of you trying to trick me into watching bad movies And you say Shooter McGavin in my head I'm like Tell the house money this
0: week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's actually he really bad. Uh, it's it's a it's definitely a bad movie. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Um, the thing about it is, like I said, it's a Happy Madison movie. So Adam Sandler's fingerprints are on this somewhere. Uh, Anna Faris oh, sure may be out. a yeah. funny person, but not in this movie. There's something that really kind of bugs me about uh, women in particular pretending to be stupid to get a guy's attention. It just kind of bugs me. It's something about like. Uh, trying the seduction sort of thing that companies will do. It's like, oh, isn't this titillating? No. And we'll enjoy it anyway. And that's why I don't go to Hooters. So anyway, the next movie that I watched (laughs) is The Swan Princess. Uh, The Swan Princess is a 1994 animated movie. Some of the uh, Disney animators got really, really mad at working for Walt Disney because they had had a, a string of failures like The Little Mermaid and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King. So are like, no, 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 that's not real animation. We'll make our own movie. So the director, whose actual name is Richard Rich, goes off and... Uh, <laughs> no. on, All right, fuck off. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. Uh, decides that he will go on and he will make uh, The Swan Princess. It's based on... Uh, the, the play, or the I guess it's a ballet, called On Moonlight, ba- uh, The Swan Lake. <laughs> and, uh... God, talk about songs that get caught in our heads now. Uh, for all the wrong I, reasons. I mean, I,
1: I understand. Like, I, I spent a lot of time with things directed by Mr. Simmons.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swan Lake has... Are there any famous actors? Uh, Jack Palance is in this, has a bad guy, Rothbart. Uh, he sounds like he needs a throat lozenge to the entire movie. Jean Cleese is in this. Jean Cleese plays a French frog. No, he doesn't play a woman. I know it was a real, that was definitely a play.
3: You know, if you don't want my input, then don't have me on here, Christopher.
0: Yeah, he, he plays a French frog. He does, like, the, the Monty Python thing.
1: Chris, buddy, that's not fair to the French. Like, you didn't say he was a British frog. No, that's right. Uh, yeah, he's
2: Hello! So... I'm a lady frog!
1: Hilarious.
0: So, here's the thing. So he turned down a role in The Lion King uh, as Zazu, which went to Mr. Bean. Uh, because he's like, oh, well, the, the Swan Princess sounds so much more uh, interesting. I can't wait to be this French frog. Holy shit. <laughs> what, a, what a baffling decision in retrospect. Who else is it? Uh, uh, Stephen Wright. You guys know Stephen Wright? He was a comedian. He, he talks like this in all his movies. Um, oh, he was in Last Action Hero. He was the the serial killer. Um, oh fuck that yeah. guy! Yeah, Alright,
1: fuck that guy. I'm sorry you watched this. <laughs> yeah, he plays a
0: turtle whose name is Speed. Do you get it? Well, is fun. he
1: is yeah. he turtlely enough for the Turtle Club?
0: <laughs> he well, he's a tortoise, so no. Uh, anyway, damn, um, yeah, right beat that oh boy I'm, I'm glad I knew that
3: did the swan take a moment of silence on the day of the attack <laughs> yeah, I
0: wish uh, the thing about it is the way that it's animated the animation is fine uh, but the art is so bland and uninteresting and if you watch it, it it feels like it goes through you like beats through a baby's backside there's nothing that that's worth remembering about. this movie is not really for anyone uh, the songs are off. oh my god Parker the songs I forgot about all of the songs plural. Oh, how dang. many fucking um, songs are in this movie? How could
1: you? <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Oh god.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> this fucking movie blows. Uh there's a scene that really it just kind of sticks with me. Stephanie was telling me it's like, "Okay, I admit it's not very good, but it's nostalgic for me." And as a feminist, I know it doesn't have a good message. I'm like, "What? Why would? what's the connection there? This have been like an anti-feminist. There's nothing Here's look. It's something that just sticks with me. These two kids are like forced to be in love with each other. But they, they hate each other. They despise each other. And as they grow up, the guy looks at her, suddenly his host jumps. Now he's horny, and he's like, okay, let's get married, because that's what you do, right? And uh, and he's like, okay, let's get married. And she says to him, uh, wait, why? And he's like, but I love you. And she's like, okay, why do you love me? And he's like, you're beautiful. And she says, okay, and what else? And he says, what else is there? And it's like, oh, that's the wrong answer. And she leaves, and she gets kidnapped and turned to a swan. That's not important. But the fact that he says, the fact that he says, what else is there? As the movie progresses, I'm kind of more on his side because there is nothing else about her. One of the things I kind of want every single fan of The Swan Princess who's listening into this, I guess to Stephanie, to tell me a personality trait about Princess Odette. And you can't say like tall or blonde or she is a princess and I love this movie so much and I'm Greek. That's not a personality trait.
2: (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: hang on I'm not gonna comment I'm not allowed I I, I
0: debate you if not do that so uh, (laughs) I would not recommend this. now here's the the final thing about this go into detail is it one of the worst animated movies I've seen no not even close this is not on the level of like food fight it's not on the level of the haunted world of el super beasto it's not on it's not even on the same level as like uh the harley quinn movie because it's mm-hmm. not destroying so. something i love <laughs> all right so the next one i watched was assigned by my good friend jason uh jason and i actually get along. we have mostly similar tastes in movies one of the big exceptions here uh in alex <laughs> is it i'm is you sit movie? down for this don't get too mad <laughs> jason is the one who really wanted me to watch the neon demon
1: Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. All right. Jason, oh, if you're listening, excited. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh,
0: so he told me, hey, you have to watch Body of Evidence. Uh, I I don't know if he's ever actually seen this movie. I, I don't think so. This doesn't seem like something he would watch. Uh, I think what he did, because I did a little bit of research about the movie, uh, this movie won a whole lot of Razzies. And I think we've talked on this podcast before about the Razzies and everything. And I... I think we all agree they're a little overhyped. People gave Razzies to uh, Cocktail. Like, that come is, on,
1: that is bullshit. Exactly. Cocktail yeah. is a good movie. Cocktail
0: is a. If it if it isn't good, if you, if you don't like it, you can at least admit it's perfectly fine. It's I wouldn't call it a bad movie. It's perfectly. It great. is a good
1: movie for me, a person that was not alive in 1985 when it came out. Who also likes Tom Cruise, and I like Tom Cruise, and I like it. So it's ah, I mean I don't I don't really have a lot of problems with Cocktail.
0: Who we'll uh, gets to Tom Cruise, but Body of Evidence. I, I think one of the things that Body of Evidence does is, it, is it'll sort of attach itself to a well-known celebrity. Uh, and in this case, this is Madonna. 1992, oh, no. Christmas Day. Uh, this movie's released. It's released right after um, uh, Basic Instinct, which stars Sharon Stone. Uh, you guys have seen it, I think, and I would say it's a pretty good erotic thriller. Uh, I'm interested the entire time. Sharon Stone's a knockout in the movie. Uh, it's worth watching. This is very different. Uh Madonna's not sexy. Full stop. Uh I agree. She, she's not a she's not a good actress. Uh, I wouldn't e I I don't even think her songs are very good. She's got a couple songs you can sort of dance to, I guess, but it's I I, I can't recommend this to anyone. I the I, I would say I would describe the plot, but it's it's just kind of basic instinct again. Uh, originally she got away with the murder. Uh that she fucked a guy to death. I guess kind of like that woman from uh,
1: James Bond. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the woman from Queen of the Damned. Oh, that too. Parker's <laughs> favorite <laughs> movie. How have we not done? Save us That's It's fine. It's fine. That's that's going on. So so happening. so week one of October, Queen of the Damned. Week two, Stay Alive. Week three, we'll all figure it out. All music by though.
3: Jonathan. Man, all music by Jonathan Davis. It's <laughs> a real good movie. <laughs> I've been asleep for a hundred years, but your new metal band woke <laughs> me. I must learn your power. Oh, uh, okay.
0: Sorry. Body of evidence. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, sh- so for all the sex scenes, she decided that her male co-star would be Willem Dafoe. That's the face I want to see uh, in the throes
3: of passion. Do we see his vinegar strokes?
0: Repeatance.
3: Do I get? Do I get to? See? Oh. Yeah. She. I- I thought the pause was because you were okay. Yeah, I, so much I, I, I understand.
1: I, I experienced a coupling in a movie this week of Britney Spears and Minnie me So nice.
0: <laughs> uh, God damn at it!
1: At one point, he
0: uh, she dribbles <laughs> candle wax on his dick. Yeah, yeah. There are no I'm body doubles listening. in this movie, by the way. So. Uh, it was directed by someone whose Last name time. I can't pronounce. Now, Parker, you have German heritage. Would you be able to look up this
3: movie uh, and read the... They're uh, currently in Argentina right now. I can't read them.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh. I'm so glad you don't know my heritage right now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, no, it's, uh, it's just kind of irritating. And
0: the worst part about it is most of the other actors are fine. Willem Dafoe is... I like Willem Dafoe in almost everything that he's in. Uh, he's yeah. certainly the best part of... Uh, of, of Boondock Saints but in this <laughs> one, of lighthouse, <laughs> I, have, I define something good about that movie uh, in this one Madonna takes up most of the screen time and she's so bad she is so irritating she's so boring uh, and I don't like a movie that irritates and bores so it's mostly just boring I can't recommend this to anyone it's not even titillating I don't know why audiences are just like oh wow well, there's sex in the movie this is the most softcore shit I've ever seen and then she used handcuffs on him? Oh, my word. Jesus. Now, if you guys want sex and...
1: No, uh, thank you. Well, <laughs> you guys... Hard, pa- a hard pass.
0: Yeah. You guys got to check out a little movie that David Bentley assigned to me called The Misty Green Sky. Uh, do David and I have similar tastes in movies? TBD. Uh, some movies we really go for, some movies we can't agree on at all. <laughs> Yeah. But the Misty Green Sky, uh, I, I don't quite know how he found this. Because I had trouble finding it. The only way I could find it was for $1.99 on Amazon Prime. Uh, it looks very similar to, you go into like one of those <clears throat> adult pornographic websites. And it's like one of those Look ads. Out. There's one of those banner ads that says like, try not to come. You'll come in 40 seconds, you idiot. And like you click on it or something. And it's like those weird rendered 3D model sort of things. It just looks really, really kind of bizarre to look at. Anyway, someone made a movie out of those assets. Uh, and I say someone... Well, congrats. You played Half-Life Alex. Hey. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I say someone because I think it's really just one guy, you know? I think it was just one person put all these things together and made uh, them... Well, they don't fuck in the movie, but their clothes come off at certain points. The basic Close premise, as Gross. best I can grasp it, is this woman is a citizen of a space colony, and uh-huh. uh, she oh, wow. she learns wow. that there is more to her life than she thinks, and she leaves her home planet. So this rips off uh, The Star Crossed, Phoenix Without Ashes, and every other science fiction story ever written. Um The music is literally stolen from certain other places. Um, I I don't remember exactly where some of the sources are, but you'll recognize almost every single musical sting in the movie. Uh, The animation, where where did it even begin? Uh, It is so... I I don't know who was doing all of this. Uh, There is not a tremendous amount of animation, but the way that characters' faces and eyes look and move is so, like, jarring. There's a certain thing about bosoms heaving that's constantly happening in the movie. They're constantly going up and down. I, I don't yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if the, if the person who uh, who made this has ever met a woman. We say that all the time. Like I don't know if this guy's ever met a woman before, but this time I really don't know. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, I I don't know. Like God damn it, maybe maybe the the person who made this only totally met a woman after she ran a five k. But like. Uh, there's I thing it's like, it was like a meme or something like that where someone said like, "This is what it's like when men write female characters. And it's all about their breasts and everything." And she breasted boobily down the stairs. That's what happening. That's what happens in the movie. Every single verb is she breasted boobily over to this part of the uh, spaceship. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boy, that sounds like a Resident Evil movie. It...
2: Oh my god! Yeah,
0: this could be like oh, this. end of Heartache again. Yeah. Well, we have to go back, Parker. <laughs>
1: Uh. We are are
0: closer than you think buddy They're going to make a Resident Evil movie in space Because it was an apocalypse that would sweep the entire globe So anyway uh, Would I recommend the movie? Honestly yes Uh, It's definitely one of those you have to see it to believe it movies I kind of get like apprehensive about recommending a movie like this because I think one of the things that we do best, and when I say we we do best, I mean we do it better than every single other podcast, every single other like YouTube show, every single whatever. One of the things we do so well is we find these things that maybe you've heard of or something like that, and we find a special significance in it. A great example is The One. Most people have seen The One, but we truly recognize its power most other shows that i i say they'll do something that it's already become a meme like they'll do an episode on cats or they'll do an episode on the room or what have you and what's the point of that we already know how bad it is i'm not sure if the the misty green sky is one of those movies where it's like a meme or something like that because i don't know how else you would have heard of this because it's it is very much like I guess the animation would would be worse than Food Fight. Is I know that Jeez. says a lot because holy shit! But it's so I, I you gotta see it to believe it. Your mind will touch the void. Is it a good bad movie? I, in in so as the House of the Dead was because it, it's genuinely kind of tough to see. Uh, like you say, you hate to see it. I don't know if I do. Yeah. I don't know if I do.
1: <laughs> future episode
0: you recommend it Mm -hmm. you say yeah well you know a park of the quarantine is tough on everyone
3: everyone out there locked at home with their loved ones just pop it on well you know and when they walk in and say hey why are you watching mrs incredible get fucked on a spaceship you go because the guy's on the radio show well alex says his girlfriend's
0: not around you know
3: what's the matter yeah (laughs) scared to explore the outer rim with me Listen,
1: listen. There, there is a rim that apparently one of our our friends in this podcast will explore, and it's not any of the three of us. No. <laughs> Great. Okay. So, when was, when was, who
0: wins the golden biscuit? What was the worst movie that I got assigned in terms of quality of film? It's very obviously the Misty Green Sky, but. That's not really how I judge movies. I, I'd be like, it's the Tank Girl versus House of the Dead argument again. Which was the yeah, least, pleasant? yeah,
1: no, no. The Golden Biscuit comes out of the two of us. Uh, and, uh, I feel like if I watched House of the Dead, I'd be like, this is just regular bad. And if Parker watched Tank Girl, he would throw things at his computer I, and maybe ha- ask us to buy him a new monitor. Yeah.
2: So.
0: <laughs> oh, I'd probably owe him if I ever assigned him that. Parker, I might send him the
1: monitor on my desk right now. <laughs> <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, so what was the worst one that my friends assigned me?
1: The <sighs> House Bunny's not that bad.
0: No, the House Bunny no, House Bunny is actually the best one that they assigned me. Okay,
1: Parker, you can help me out with this. How... What's that fucking Alicia Cuthbert movie where she's like
0: Oh, what is that? I think I You
1: know what I'm talking about, right? I... Where she's like, well, yeah, like involved but like the secondary character in the movie. Is it called the Girl Next Door?
3: I'm... Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, all those movies just seem like watchable the same thing. To me. I mean, I feel watchable, like... but you'd be bored out of your skull.
1: I mean, yeah, but like, I'm bored by I'm bored by most things. So... Oh no, yeah.
0: that's the that's the thing is the House Bunny is very <laughs> it's, it's the second best movie that I watched so far this week. <laughs>
3: God. Well, like I'll take either of those over to the Neon Demon. Fuck you! It's on site, but thank you for listening.
1: Please leave us five stars. Oh no, 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 no. no, I if, told if, Jason change to
0: Nia... How much I despise that movie!
1: If Neon Demon guy does not listen, I am willing to go down to forty-nine listeners. That's like, fuck that movie! I am mad that I paid for that. Like, actually mad, and I've never been mad to pay for a movie. I'm sad. That,
0: I'm so. mad that I sat through it. That's one of the ones where I wish I just gave up. Anyway. The worst one Man. I watched. Uh,
3: Spin around the drum. It's, it it's got to be Swan Princess. That's the fact that it's not the CGI jackoff. No, it's, movie is yeah, very that, damn I mean, I mean yeah, Swan very Princess. Obviously the
0: worst made, but like all those other movies, like I like I want to put on like a video game or something if I lose interest or something like that. I ended up not doing that. That movie I was just jaw dropped the entire time. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But it's also, <laughs> like, you kind of have to go easier on the on the Misty Green Sky because, like, I, you can tell it wasn't made by, like, a studio or something. This was just made by one guy. The only reason I'm yeah. even mentioning it as, like, a podcast movie is because, they, I mean, they're selling it on uh, on Amazon, so I guess it's a movie,
1: you know? I, I guess it counts. Uh, I listen to <sighs> this, and I wonder what Chris would think of Oh God, no. Oh, like I thought you were no. going to say, "Oh God, well, no!" Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not saying like you know do this in the future, but also like. He would look at that and go like, "Oh, this movie was made for like maybe twenty thousand dollars." You know, it, it, with with that, No, never mind that movie's fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Moving on. No, let's... I, um, I am right. aware. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, what else you got? Uh, no. Well, I guess I Easter Christmas
0: Easter Day. God. I not Christmas Day. Easter Day. Easter Sunday. <laughs> Wow, that was tough. Same thing. Easter Sunday, I watched uh, The Ten Commandments, uh, the one with Charlton Heston. All ten of them? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Boy, that's a that's a good four-hour movie for you right there. Uh, I actually really like it. It's still one of my favorite movies. I, I really like the writing. Uh, I like the performances. And I'm going to try to partner it this week. I'm going to try to watch uh, The Prince of Egypt, which uh, I happen to quite enjoy as well. <laughs> not the gods of egypt no that was the thing is uh, parker was originally going to be my jerk of the week but i decided hero of the week was going to be that parker thank you so much for being my jerk of the week the, for making me watch gods of egypt which is still had a little bit of a stain on the 10 commandments because whenever they mentioned their own gods of egypt i'm like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be in their, their mechanical the hawk outfits
3: i watched that movie under illicit substances i'm still not sure what parts of that movie i imagined Like, was there a giant boat in the sky? Was that real? That that was Final
1: Fantasy. We'll get to that.
3: Oh, fuck me. Oh, God. I just felt it deep in my Yeti boots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, I'm so ready to talk about Boats in the Sky. Okay. Uh, Alex, what did you watch? Alright, so uh, this was a uh, quality over quantity week for me. Uh, So I've only got two things to talk about. The first is a movie that Parker and I have been talking about watching again for the last three months since we did an episode on the first two in the series. Because I sat down, and I watched Goldmember again. Because, oh. you know, like, we all have these memories of Goldmember. It's like, it's clearly worse than the first two. But all of those memories are on the same par of all of our memories about the first two movies. So I'm like, you know what, I gotta sit down. I gotta experience this. So Goldmember really is two movies. Which is... The first movie is the first act, which is miserable. In the first twenty-five minutes of that movie, there are not one, not two, but three songs. Oh, and it's well, it's rough. It's rough. It's... it's real rough. So you know, you you watched these Austin Powers movies. You've seen their their cold opens. They're always funny. The cold open of this one is you know you probably remember. You know, it's the uh, the scene where they have. They're, they're filming an Austin Powers movie. There's all all these, like, huge, like, A-plus list actors playing all the characters in it. And it's, like, played for a gag. And it's it's a really good gag. But also, the one that I've forgotten this was that Dr. Evil is played by Kevin Spacey, which is now <laughs> sure, all right. so much funnier than it should be. Because you see Dr. Evil played by Kevin Spacey, and then the very next scene is Danny DeVito as Minnie me Which was my favorite. Double birding the camera. Yeah. Like, it's, it's real good. But, uh, we get Austin Powers speaking to Steven Spielberg, you know, not a friend of this podcast. An enemy of this podcast, if there is one, about how to make this movie. And then there's a West Side Story joke and a singing in the Rain joke in the first three minutes. Oh, oh so it's good. Because, oh, you know, funny. you know, all those people that are like, I want to see the third Austin Powers movie and also I know all of the stuff about musicals. Then we get the scene where uh, there's a dance-off between Austin and Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. And you know I mean, what? This is all she's a back to yeah, me. yeah. She's a fembot, and wow. she tries to shoot him with her machine gun Jublies, and then he blows her head off by you know doing things.
3: So the prop very brave to make the entire intro <laughs> of the movie like, let's just do what they would do with the MTV v- <laughs> Music yeah. Awards. Let's just make that her own. Was opening she still scene. even a
0: thing back when that movie was made? It
1: came out in two like, thousand like, one. So yes. Wow. No, oh, like it was, it was two thousand seven. The problem with this movie, more than anything, is like, you know, the the you have the first movie, which is like its own thing. It has all these Bond references, but it's like a a real movie. You know, we we talked about this on our show. Mm-hmm. And the second one is just like all just nothing but like wall to wall pop culture references, you know, you got Fat Bastard doing his thing, all all this it's just it's all just like dumb pop culture jokes. And the first act the third movie really is nothing but references to the first two Austin Powers movies, which is like you're Austin Powers. You haven't built up the kind of clout to where I'm willing to be like, ah yeah, 12 minutes in, haha, that thing I saw in a movie three years ago. Like it's it's not, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so like for like 30 minutes of the movie, I'm just like, alright, this fucking sucks. Like, this is a shame, you know. We start seeing you know, the plot points, go come together. Beyoncé's there. She is overacting more than anyone I've ever seen overact. We're introduced to Member. Literally all of his lines are one of three jokes. You can tell it's just, like, this, like, you know, push-to-the-back Mike Myers character that, like, doesn't have any funny lines. And it's like, okay, cool. You love Gold. And Faja, you know, and that sounds oh, like father. Crap, that, and, yeah. and you're Dutch. Yeah, we get it. And then... <laughs> Like, I, I'm, like, willing to quit on this movie, like, 25 minutes in, like, alright, this is as bad as I thought, this fucking sucks, and then we get the scene where Austin and his dad, Michael Kane are sitting down on the bed, and they go, <laughs> we need to speak in code so they can't understand us, let's speak the Queen's English. And it's just them saying random English words back and forth the subtitles for a minute, and it might be the funniest scene in the movie. And it immediately wins you back. Finally! And like, British boy, comedy that you could when I
3: When I quoted that and yelled shat on a turtle, my mother <laughs> disciplined me so, so loudly in public. <laughs> you hate to see
1: it. The second and third acts of this movie are so good, and the first act is so so much worse than you think it is.
3: Like that's the one with fook Me and Fuk You," are, are, right?
1: fook Me and Fuk You" are like twelve minutes into the movie, right after the second song in the first twenty-five minutes oh, of three. It. Because, of course, there are. Like, you probably remember the ending of this movie, which sucks, and you probably remember the beginning of this movie, which sucks. But, like, the second third is so fucking funny, you guys. <laughs> like, there are so many good bits. And, like, I am hard to please with dumb bits in movies. But, like, a lot of this works. But also it's intersplaced with, like, Fat Bastard doing wire foo, But also one of the guys in the back dropping the wire and him falling down. Which is, like, funny and shouldn't be. But also the fucking scene where they drive uh, Austin's Mini Cooper into the Godzilla float and they're driving it around and a Japanese guy jumps out and goes, ah, it's Godzilla. And then another guy jumps in and goes, but it's not really Godzilla because that would invalidate a bunch of international copyright laws. And then the first guy goes, we should run like it's Godzilla. And the second guy goes, but actually it's not. And it, it's a lot funnier than it should be. Right. I'm sure it still has like, some really
0: great moments in it.
1: There are a lot of Like once Once you get through the Beyonce song The movie is good from then on But that's like at minute 26 And That It's so bad at first It's so bad But the rest is real good Like, yeah. Well we've seen Beyonce
0: did. Act before Oh I've seen Beyonce act before the Pink Panther <laughs> Yeah
3: I still remember how hard my dad laughed when Austin goes to visit Dr. Evil in prison and he's just in the giant Hannibal Electric cage in the middle of the room. Yeah. It really cracked him up.
1: (laughs) A lot of this movie. It's so good. I forgot about
0: that.
2: It's a good line.
1: Every single time we flashback to the scene where uh, where Dr. Evil's parents get blown up in the car crash and it's just the scene from The Godfather where they're on the fucking island and his wife gets blown up except it's just fucking Michael Caine just railing on the Belgians like it's it's real good you guys like I cannot stress enough how badly the music is in this movie but once you get past that, you get the scene where Austin's climbing up the ladder behind Dr. Evil and breaks the fourth wall to tell a dick joke. Like, it, <laughs> it, it, it gets there. I, it's it's both better and worse than you think. But, like, if this were, like, a movie that we're still in the TNT rotation and you just, like, checked in, like, an hour in, you would love this. It's It's so good. I'm so glad I watched it again. I learned so much about the stupid fucking movie. Like, there are two Smokey and the Bandit gags in this movie. Can you imagine being the kind of person who's like, ah, yes, I would love to see Austin Powers 3, and also, I appreciate Smokey and the Bandit. Like, what
0: is that person? (laughs) I assume that's for, like, maybe parents who are going to go see it. Um, I know I watched this with my parents, Parker. I assume you watched this with your parents.
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, I did, but, like, I don't think my dad caught that gag. But, like, they call it back. Like, like they go to the Smokey and the Bandit gag twice in an hour and 38-minute movie. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I think the thing Who I respect most for? about those movies
3: is just his insistence on putting in gags that, like, a hundred people <laughs> will be like, yeah, yeah that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so now... Nah, I've, I've already made two
1: of these. I made all the money. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this cutaway now. Let me put it this way. They announced the name of the meteor that, uh, the gold member wanted to summon to Earth, and I immediately Googled it. Like, is this a reference? I don't get And it turns out it's not. So, I guess they were <laughs> forward-thinking. Like, they got me. <laughs> but... So... So, if, uh... If Austin Powers one is a ten out of ten and Austin Powers two is an eight out of ten, this is like a six and a half, but like past the thirty minute mark, it's like an eight. So it's it's not it's not as good as the first two, but like, do yourself a favor. And also, if they made movies where Seth Green was the bad guy, I would probably watch all of them. So you know, you know, you're setting up a thing that didn't happen, that's fine. But
0: I don't know. Only three songs. Uh, Swamp Princess has nine. Well. One <laughs> of which God. is Sunburn. Are any, are any of them
1: about how Daddy wasn't there? Because that, that song goes for a while. And the whole thing is set up a circumcision joke at, like, you know, the hundredth second of the song. But, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. You know. Nice. They tried. You know. Third best Austin Powers movie, definitely. But watchable parker i expect to hear from you about this and you know yeah, yeah. it's all netflix isn't it yeah yeah that's where i that's where we watched it so
3: that's a, it's inevitable yeah. it's happening
1: and uh like i said this is a a, quant- a quality over quantity week for me so you know you guys did all these resident evil movies without me and god as much as i would have loved to have said that i've watched 12 hours of resident evil movies you know I wanted to do the next best thing, you know. I wanted to contribute to this podcast, you know the things, things that you guys love, the things that you watch, the directors you care about. So I sat down and I watched Paul Wiss Anderson's *The Three Musketeers*. Wait, Oh fuck. Wait me, a what? second. You did what? You, you now? Can't, so here's you can't the just thing. Make up fake movies here. So here's the thing. You know, you see this movie on somebody's IMDb page. And you're just like, oh, this must have bombed horribly. Because, like, I've never met anybody that's seen this movie. And then you scroll down and you see budget 75 million, worldwide gross 132 million. And you just sit there shaking your head back and forth, like, who the fuck made this? Who is this for? Like, are you remembering things? Have you seen this? Josh
0: and I were working at the theater when this came out.
3: I literally only know this movie because every time I see the cover, I'm like, the fuck, is that Michael Sarah? And yeah, then it's not. And then exactly. I'm just that's it. correct.
1: Buddy, let's talk about this movie. So, our opening scene of the movie, set in the canals of Venice, much like one LXG, we have the three musketeers who are played by two people you've probably never heard of because they're British character actors who weren't good enough for Game of Thrones and also Luke oh. Evans. Oh, fuck. So. They're doing their big robbery on quote-unquote Da Vinci's Vault along with, you know, the, uh, the Milady De Winter who was played by, of course, one Mia Jovovich. Because how could she not be <laughs> Just there? Just tipped a hat, I wasn't so, worried. So, yeah. they they, <laughs> they do their robbery. They get away. They're all celebrating. She comes in and goes... Ah, yes, random musketeer. I love you, but also I got a better off somebody else, so all of you are poisoned now. And their nemesis, the Duke of Buckingham, walks in, who is played by, of course, Orlando Bloom.
0: I don't believe it. Looking at the catalyst now to well, make
1: sure he's he's not lying, and I've seen oh, no, other no, no, names. No on no it. no We're getting there. Don't you worry about buddy, because this is like four minutes into the film. You know, they're like, Oh no, we've been defeated by Orlando Bloom. I guess our lives are over. Whatever. Cut to our hero now, Chris. Chris Buddy. Buddy, buddy, buddy. I know you are a big fan of old media from France. So why don't you tell me about the plot of the three Musketeers? Uh well the the fun thing is that there's really four Athos, Porthos, Aramis,
0: uh, they have another friend his name is D'Artagnan and he's played by oh, no one will ever remember
1: he is played by yes you are correct the guy who played the elite gamer who controlled Gerard Butler in Gamer yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> who is wearing maybe the worst wig I've ever seen in my life there was a point in our lives where somebody in Hollywood thought this guy was a star not me not either of you but possibly somebody listening. He he was the uh, the titular role in the uh, the Percy Jackson movies, yeah. which uh, I I don't know what those are. Is that like I, I don't know who that is. I don't know what's in those. It's not important. Uh, it's anyway. one of those YA books people loved. I never read them. So anyway, fast forward to minute twelve of this movie, we have our hero, that guy, who's, you know, working his way to who knows where. He's in some fucking square, and there's all these guys at a table that are like laughing at his stupid horse because his horse is spotted like a cow. He's like, Excuse me, you guys made fun of my horse and then throws a glove at them and challenges them to a duel. Cause it turns out one of these guys is the captain of the uh the Cardinals Elite Guards, Mads Mickelson, wearing an eye patch. <laughs> Because, you know, well, of course, we need that in this movie. <laughs> so he throws a glove at Mads Mikkelsen, you know, walks out on the lawn with the sword, like, ah, I'm going to challenge you, I'm going to challenge you. And Mads Mikkelsen just shoots him and then leaves. Like, just shoots him and walks off. And he's like, ah, eh, you know, fuck off, loser. I'm out of here. This is, again, minute eight of the movie. I'm sorry, what? He gets to Paris. He encounters all three of the three musketeers who are now doing, you know, whatever the fuck they're doing and uh, somehow manages to insult all of them and challenge them all to duels. They show up in the same place, you know, because they're all going to kill this guy because he fucking sucks. Then they fight this guy's guards, and stuff happens. And uh, Chris, you said you've read Three Musketeers, was right? a while
0: ago. I also saw the 1948 movie, so I'll see if I can uh, okay. recall what happens here.
1: All right, so what was your favorite part? Of you know the three musketeers, just just throw it out there, whatever I mean, it was. If I you know, to whatever, talk about they favorite the...
0: part of it. It's it, there's a camaraderie that comes into all of us, and you feel like the three, er, uh, Aramis, Porthos, and Athos. They you feel like they actually know each other, and you right. you have like uh, a reader surrogate in D'Artagnan. You'd be like, oh, I I could be like this guy. I can I can have these three friends. The the book is basically like this is what joining a
1: frat is like, but with swords. Well, that sounds awesome, but uh, unfortunately you didn't mention the airship. The what? (laughs) Wait, you you watched LXG, didn't you? (laughs) No, no, this is just uh, just an airship in the 1400s, you know, they show Uh, up. You're playing some sort of
0: fucking Assassin's Creed game or something, you got your wires crossed.
1: No, the whole thing is we have the the King of France who is this extreme cut kid who is, like, legitimately, you can tell that he was, like, the third choice for, like, 14 roles in Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, like I, I cannot stress enough how much, like, every actor in this movie is just, like, a Game of Thrones reject. And he's just, like, he's so mad. He's like, I want the airship! I want it! As he complains to, you know, his chief advisor, who is of course, played in 2011... ...by Christoph Waltz, who is making no attempts whatsoever to not sound super, super German. <laughs> like... <sighs> so, we, you see, you have this young king of France. All this guy wants to do is fuck his hot wife. But his wife is just not receptive to the fact that he's an awkward fucking dweeb. Which, you know, relatable. So there's this whole plot between Christoph Waltz and Mia Jovovich, who betrays everybody else earlier. It's like, we're gonna we're gonna steal her jewelry and spray perfume on these fake letters, and like we're gonna set it up, like oh she's having an affair with Orlando Bloom and this and that and the other. So of course we get three scenes in the first forty minutes of Mia Jovovich, world class spy wearing a corset who's, you know, doing backflips with the cam on her titties, and, you know, oh, like, oh, fuck, I have to step over this wire. Let me hike this dress all the way up to my thigh. And, like, it's... it's... Has anybody in history ever wanted people to fuck his wife more than Paul Wiss Anderson? It's like, <laughs> holy fuck. Uh, i got one for you. John Derrick. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Alright, so, fast-forwarding, because, you know, I don't want to talk too much about this, because this is, like, in the future episode catalog. Oh, good. There's an airship battle. In this movie that takes place in, like, 1350. You know. You know. <laughs> like like the book you read, Chris. I've also read that book. I love Alexander Dumas. Like, I I have read most things he's written. There's an airship battle. Now, Parker. Be aware uh-huh. that I'm staring directly into your eyes. Uh-huh. There's a scene where the airships are docked, and our, our titular D'Artagnan, played by, you know, one Logan Lerman, walks from one airship onto the airship controlled by his brothers, the, uh, you know, the Three Musketeers. Would you like to guess what he says in this scene? I'll give you a hint. Oh, fuck. I'll give you a hint. Uh-huh. It is a line that has been uttered in a podcast about a previous movie. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
3: Oh god I have to hear it Hit me with it
1: Permission to come aboard (laughs) Yeah That fucking sucks It is Like Like I've probably said this This podcast before But like I'm not a Mads Mapleson fan I don't think he's a great actor Watching this movie Where he plays a prominent role I felt bad for him like legitimately bad for him.
3: He's had the weirdest career before he hit in Casino Royale
1: because it's just it's just Milo tits and ass all the time, and he's just up like, Well, actually, I'm gonna sword fight this seventeen year old in a shitty wig, and then there's a lot of that, and uh, then there's an airship battle, and there's another airship battle, and they go into a uh, they go into a cloud and lightning strikes, and wouldn't you know, the lightning effects in 2011 <laughs> look like shit. You don't say. All of the special effects of this movie are garbage. They are fucking terrible. There's just, there's so many scenes where they're just like, at, like, very clearly fake Versailles, and then an airship flies in, and they're like, Oh my god, what is that? I'm the king, how come you haven't built me an airship? And it's just the... Dumbest fucking 13th century politics and then they have an airship fight and then one of them crashes and then the guy goes where are my airships again and then there's a sequel tease at the end where a bunch of fucking airships are about to invade France because somebody thought this movie was going to get a sequel (laughs) and isn't one of the Resident Evil movies in with a bunch of planes showing up because he's so cool I cannot leave this point out and Chris, I'm looking directly at you as I say this. So we have, you know, we have our our D'Artagnan. We have our three musketeers. They're poor, but they're able to afford a manservant in their house. Would you like to guess who plays their manservant in this movie? Oh,
0: jeez. Well, unfortunately, I'm no. looking at the, at the cast list, so the cat's out of the bag. Uh, it is yeah. a fact Yeah he sure he, is uh,
1: He's out of multiple yeah. bags
0: A really big fat bag Cause it's James Corden
1: <laughs> You guys James Corden is in so much of this movie What no He just he, keeps showing up like I'm the big fat idiot Would you like me to help you Like it happens So many times Is there times. a scene where he gets and to like, use a sword
0: Or were they saving that for the sequel
1: No, but there is a scene where uh, he is uh, the the conductor of uh, Mia Jovich's uh, carriage as she's fleeing to Northern England, and like turns around and looks at her and goes, oh, well, we got you now, and then a balloon pops out of the top, and they float into the sky. (laughs) It is... Sounds really good. Legitimately, this is like one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. I can't believe they took
0: the three musketeers, they added a fucking Final Fantasy airship.
1: Uh, actually, it's multiple airships Because the climax of this movie is an airship oh, you battle. thought I was mad before Oh, oh fuck <laughs> Because, like, I saw the first airship And I'm like, oh, well, this actually has no Like, bearing on the plot whatsoever And then they pull up next to The other airship And one of them is just, like, spinning a crank On, like, a thing with a dragon face That just shoots fire at the other airship Like, you guys like,
2: you guys it's
1: it's I so good I such a headache right now <laughs> It's mm. this I swear to god this is one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen and this movie made nine figures okay <laughs> I...
0: next week's episode Paul W.S. Anderson's Count
1: of Monte Cristo listen <laughs> good Jesus whenever you guys are ready to do this it has more than enough material oh good like Let me put it this way. The guy who plays Porthos, I was sure the whole time that he was the guy that played uh, Euron Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. And I looked it up. No, we're close. This guy's like 10 years too old to play that guy. But they look exactly the same because all British people are identical. The important
0: thing is, Parker, you're right, he really does look like Michael Cera.
1: It's yeah. absurd. He does. He does. It's it's literally like like in the whole movie he looks. Like he's wearing a wig. Like it's it's like, and he, he Michael Sarah would probably deliver lines better than this guy. Like even if he were doing like his Michael Sarah thing, this guy is just he's not he's not an actor. He's just like some dude who is like pretty and probably had rich parents. Like it's it's awful. It's so bad to look at. But also. It's extremely our brand, and we'll probably be talking about this in September, so. God damn it. I hate yeah. that you're right. Did I did I mention that uh, the, the, the evil, um, big evil, big bad guy, the, uh, you know, Cardinal Richelieu, someone who anybody through history is, like, familiar with, is played by Christoph Waltz. He did
0: mention this, and he said he's just doing his German accent the entire time. He just doesn't even care.
1: Yes, but did I mention his stupid wig? (laughs) You did not. (laughs) Have you guys have you guys seen the wig that uh, Hugh Laurie has to wear in The Man in the Iron Mask? Oh God! (laughs) Holy fuck! It's like that.
2: Yeah. Man,
1: that is very specific. Yeah, conjures up a powerful image. Correct, because you know, because you know just how bad it is. Listen, this listeners out there, all four of you, like this is in your future. It's we will, if we don't have theater movies by October, this is like prime October material for us. God, damn it's it. so fucking bad, but so fucking funny. Like you guys. <laughs> I'm so happy I watched this movie I, I'm
0: still trying to wrap my head around uh, Ramiya Jovovich's Melania de Winter. Winter It's been some years since I read the novel But did she even pick up a sword in that right. movie?
1: So, no And she doesn't pick up a sword in this Her whole thing is just like I'm an elite spy I'm gonna, you know, go through a bunch of traps and stuff Because there are Legitimately like three scenes Where it's like oh fuck there's traps and i have to do the thing where i spin around in the air in 2011 like you know everybody did in those right. movies where it's like oh i'm gonna spin through the traps but also the camera's just locked on her titties the whole Great. time like the whole <laughs> time
3: <laughs> like Anderson anderson's so fucking cool
1: he wants people to fuck his wife more than anybody i've ever interacted with <laughs> like the most powerful wife guy if if i like like I don't know what social media he's on, but if like if I, if I DM'd him right now, you know, with, like, a, a Twitter egg avatar, you know, no pic, no name, whatever, and I was just like, hey, can I fuck your wife? He'd probably say yes. <laughs> he's just, he has he that energy. Like, <sighs> my God, dude. I'm so happy for like, <laughs> Parker, tell me about some movies. All right,
3: we got, oh boy, we run the gamut here. Let me start with something good. Oh, no. So, uh... (laughs) I'm running through Letterboxd. I'm looking at different directors' filmographies, and I realize, like... I have seen almost no Coen Brothers movies, which is disgusting. So I just went back to the beginning and watched Blood Simple, because it was streaming. M. Emmett Walsh. That's my review. It's just him, that whole movie. That's my entire review. I'm... It's so fucking good. Like... There's a couple directors, them especially. I'm just going to start from the beginning and just work yeah. my way through it because I have so many gaps that I might as well. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty strong start, i got to say. Like, there's not much I'm going to say. Like, it's fucking, it's blood simple, and I'm an idiot. Anything that's been said, it's been said by people much smarter than me.
0: Parker, uh, does Emmett Walsh like animals in this movie?
3: <laughs> you know what, it does come <laughs> up. <laughs> that's funny enough. I was definitely telling, I was watching my girlfriend, like, oh, he's doing, like my favorite episode of Tales from a Crypt. And then like, a couple seconds pause, I was like, you should never watch that one. You'll be very upset. <laughs> oh, that's a good so point. Many yeah, shit. It's like, oh, it's so good. Uh, but, here's the thing. <laughs> no, but like, I... That's a movie I've been wanting to watch forever. Because like, I haven't yeah. seen any Killer Brothers shit, but this is the one that's like, I've heard nothing but good things. It looks extremely my shit. It has my people in it. What a fucking solid movie. I could watch that again right now, but I have like 40 other movies to get to. Correct. Because the list is like Big Lebowski and like a couple other things, and that is it, and that's unacceptable. (laughs) The reason I don't see more Coen Brothers movies is because I do things like watch Terminator Salvation because it's on Netflix, and it was the only one I hadn't seen. Oh, why? why? I have questions. First of all, PG thirteen, whose idea? <laughs> Who <the fuck? laughs> we'll we'll get to
1: that with uh. <laughs> yeah, we will.
3: Yeah. 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 Second question: same Worthington, whose fucking idea? <laughs> <laughs> a fucking block of wood. Third question: Mick G. Who? Who's fucking? Wait idea? a second,
1: Mick present. G. My my hand is up right now.
0: Mick G, wasn't
3: oh, that, yes, that, was, uh, that...
0: That was an individual who directed uh, uh, Charlie's Angels, right? Let me yes.
3: give you the order. He did Charlie's Angels. Then he did Charlie's Angels, colon, full throttle.
1: And then he did We Are Marshall.
3: Oh, yeah, I remember you know, that.
1: the movie about the football you, team uh, dying in a plane crash. You left out the most formative show of my oh, trust, you know, teenage years. He
3: also did the pilot for Fastlane.
1: <laughs> no, not that, but also that. Yeah. Like... You to. you guys clearly don't know how strongly I feel about the OC. It's, oh, you've mentioned. I feel it. like
3: if I get if I ever get quarantined, just assume there's going to be a second podcast on this feed. That just made it's just
1: uh, just, just DM me your address. I have the DVD box set. I'll send it to you. I don't care. Now we're talking. Like, also, I have it all uploaded on my Plex, so you know oh, I don't geez. know what you're doing after this. We will but... talk offline. <laughs> <mic>. Okay,
3: <laughs> done. So uh, two Charles Angels movies. A movie about a football team dying in a plane crash, and they're like, "Sick! Here's two hundred million dollars. Make a Terminator movie." it <laughs> uh, Goes about as you would expect. It's really funny to me that this movie's entire legacy is, and that that movie where Christian Bale freaked out on set. And it is. Yeah. Wow! I can't believe someone Mom. would do something like that. <laughs> it fucking owns because like his whole thing for that speech is about. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to freak out, but you know, it was really like emotional scene. This is the worst Christian Bale performance I've ever seen. He just does the bad. <laughs> Worse voice than
1: American Psycho, substantially.
3: Hey. Oh Jesus! That's, that performance has inflections. Does it different tones? It does. Does
0: it? No way! I wait. I'll defend his performance in that movie because there there are parts of that movie that make me laugh hysterically, and it's entirely his. That's the only thing I like about that movie is his performance. Everything around the movie is just, and inside the movie is just. Really lame, but his performance is like the only reason that I and anyone else really likes it.
3: Him and Terminator, he's doing this voice the entire time. This is Leader <laughs> John Carter. He's either doing that or yelling over an explosion. It is almost unwatchable. Parker, what's your
0: it, feeling on uh, on Christian Bale overall as an actor? Because I know he's definitely one of my favorites.
3: Uh, I don't think I've seen enough. Like I've seen his Nolan stuff, and that's. A,
1: about it really like, i actually have not seen really look i don't know if he's underrated or overrated the machinist is like probably my favorite christian bell performance he's really good in that but also he looks like he's about to die
0: yeah so he, like actually i've seen the pictures uh i didn't know how his body was able to support himself i really like him in the fighter i've uh i've probably mentioned that before um uh, uh, and, uh, and of you course, your favorite
3: movie, Equilibrium. Ab,
0: no, I, <laughs> future no, I was going to say my favorite. No, no, my favorite false. movie is Dark Knight we, no. Rises.
1: It only takes two, and we are not doing Equilibrium. Damn <laughs> it, Parker! You have me on ninety-five percent of these. Fuck that movie! I don't think i The movie, movie sucks.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like him. What I've seen him, I just haven't seen him in a lot. This didn't do many favors, but. It's very funny to really, read the and see that, like, McGee tried to hire me. He's like, Are, I don't think you're good enough to do this movie. And then he got convinced <laughs> to do it anyways, and then,
1: oops. Christian Bale really? won me over with the big short. Oh, that's the That is the performance where he's like, oh, fuck, you're actually really, really good. And who could forget the great movie American Hustle, folks? <laughs> All right, so, like, if... <laughs> If we ever have an episode recording on April Fool's Day, we're doing American Muscle. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> uh,
3: I just, what I don't understand is like, I forgot when this came out, it's like 2009, like, Christian Bale had done two Batmans, he did yeah. The Dark Knight, why would you agree to be in this piece of shit? Like, he clearly had his reservations about all of it, and then he just signed on, and then this happened. He like, he's at the point, you don't have to be in the fourth Terminator. It's fine. You can leave that to Sam Worthington. And he's here, and it might be his worst performance. Like it's Also, what I love in my post-apocalyptic future is just to take all the film gray to go, hey, let's make it look like Gears of War, but even shittier. Just gray and brown and gray and brown and some more gray here, a smidge <laughs> of gray there. Just the most dour fucking... It's just such a nothing movie. Like the only entertaining part was that Sam Worthington's Australian accent was just clawing to get out the entire movie. It would just keep (laughs) slipping. It's Uh yeah, spoilers, it sucks, but uh you know, sometimes you're flipping through on Netflix, it's been ten minutes, no one's made a decision, and uh you hit play on something you haven't seen before. Speaking of Christopher Uh -uh. Oh no! My closest friend, I have completed the Godzilla watch through. Uh, I watched not one, not two, but all three of the anime Godzilla films. Oh, oh why, geez.
1: Parker? Even why?
0: Didn't do I suck it's, that.
3: So it's
1: not it's so
3: fucking bad. Those don't count. Those shouldn't <laughs> even count as they, movies. I was legitimately like angry by the name of it, because for as shitty as so many of them are. There's, there's camp value. Like, yeah, this one sucks, but there's people in those suits stepping on these cities. This is, it's computer animated. You can do, literally anything. Any monster that's been ex- in circulation for the last 50 years, anything you can think of. There's no restraints. You're not gonna have to spend 200 million dollars and like pray you make the money back. You're not gonna have to like design these elaborate suits and use a bunch of people with a piano wire. You could just create it on the computer and 90% of all three of these movies is just people fucking talking. Just talking, <laughs> talking, talking. Some fucking anime melodrama, the most rote cliché shit. I was I watched it we split it up over three nights cuz we could not do two of them in a row. And every time they ended, it was like, "Oh, I feel down." <laughs> just yeah, it, made, it makes you so fucking sleepy. The first one we do not see our large, beautiful son until minute 53 of an Jesus. anime about... Jesus. Parker. Like, it is... Dubbed Why? Dubbed. I'm not reading this uh, shit. That's a problem, <laughs> gotcha. Hey, you know what? Let me know how it goes. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not... <laughs> wow. Well,
1: it's got a point. Oh, that's not... Put your money where your mouth is, motherfucker.
3: Just talking, and then we'll go on this spaceship and we'll talk here, and then we'll go to this place and talk here. It's You get Godzilla and then in the third one you get Ghidorah That looks nothing like Ghidorah and it sucks It's I'm going to be mad about these for <laughs> a while. I don't get mad about movies But I'm going to be mad about these for a very, very long time Which is why I stayed on Netflix And did some deep cleansing that I needed By oh, watching no. Bad Boys
1: Oh, first, thank you, never mind t-
3: Turns out, I'd always just assumed I'd seen Bad Boys Because Bad Boys 2 is like four and a half hours long yeah i was incorrect so when it opens and i saw how young they are yeah really threw me for a loop i was not prepared for it like all will smith had done was like fresh prince in music videos with jazzy jeff that was it i did not realize that do you remember what year yeah you i thought he was already sort out. of a thing at this point point. 1995 Shit. yep yeah yeah i, I was like oh, i was probably like what like 99 2000 and the second one came out a couple years later oh no oh no no
1: no 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 no. first michael bay movie
3: <laughs> it's just i really love how grimy and shitty miami looks yeah all the paint is just peeling off all of these fucking drug dens it's i don't know why well, martin Lawrences out Lawrence's outfit
1: is in this movie my so my lasting memory of this movie my dad just like when I was like 12 years old just yelling at me you mother bitches <laughs>
3: like
1: there's one point where
3: Martin Lawrence is just dressed like Aladdin I don't yeah. know if it's on purpose but that's what he's wearing and it's incredibly good like it's almost nice to see like almost a restrained version of Michael Bay <laughs> like, well <laughs> relatively he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have the carte right. blanche to be like no you can make it three hours whatever it is incredibly king shit to read the trivia that like, you know, the big climax of the movie with that huge fucking plane explosion. Yeah. That it was raining that day and they couldn't do it. They're like, I oh, was so just going to not film it. And he was like, well, fuck that shit. How much is it going to cost to bring him in tomorrow? Like 25,000. So he just wrote a check for 25 K so he could film a sweet ass plane explosion. And you know what? Yeah. We stand a king. That's a man who knows like if this movie doesn't have this baller explosion at the end. It is back to commercials for this guy. Correct. I respect that power play. Yeah. I wanted to fit in Bad Boys 2 this week, but like I said, that
1: movie is eight hours long. <laughs> that movie I, has I, 17 climaxes. I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast, but uh, I was once upon a time dating a girl who had never seen that movie, and we sat down to watch it, and she fell asleep an hour in, and I dumped her the next day. <laughs> I think you did mention <laughs> And that. she might not understand why, but... Y'all yep. do. Yeah, I mean,
3: you have to do what you gotta do.
1: You well, know when... Like, how do you make right it one? 45 minutes into Bad Boys 2 and just be like, nah, I don't want to see the end. Like, what? I'm sorry? Like, what is wrong with you? Well, clearly we're not compatible. Yeah. Get out. Uh, yeah, I don't just, care how long your day was.
3: <laughs> get out, parentheses, leave. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So I had a fun experience where... I was messaging Chris as I was watching Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Because it was the only one I hadn't seen. He's like, yeah, I really like that movie up until, like, so-and-so part. And I'm like, oh, I'm really digging it so far. And not even five minutes later, I just send it back. Oh, I see. Because yeah. Yeah. as soon as that movie just turns into that Peter Pan horse shit, it's such a dramatic nosedive. Man, that first act is real solid. And that last act is also quite solid. Man, that middle is just... You can fucking keep all that Ewok nonsense. Yeah. uh, Do not care for it. I
0: believe, if I'm reading the trivia correctly, and I could be wrong about this, so don't quote me on it, Uh, I think George Miller had recently lost one of his friends who had helped out significantly with the first two movies. And uh, as a result of that, he kind of paid less attention to this movie. He focused more on the action scenes. And the action of this movie is really good. Uh, I like all the Thunderdome stuff. I like when they're in Thunderdome. That's good.
3: Master and Blaster and Tina Turner. That rules. So cool. You know, like, see, I was like, why are they on bungee cords? And then 30 seconds later, Mike, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Exactly. In my life. That's <laughs> like so one of my cool. favorite
0: things. It's like that's where Mad Max should go. It should, you know, you could create these little settlements and stuff like that. I hope the the next Mad Max movie, if and when it ever comes out, I, I hope it does something along those lines. I also hope it doesn't do the stuff from Hook.
3: Oh, my God. That is a movie. Also, if you ever assign it, I will come down with the Rona, and you will never hear me I, again. <laughs> I like Hook. I think Hook's fine. You can have it. It's uh, all yours. I, like I like some stuff. So. We'll, we'll
1: test that theory. That's cool. No one heard that. It's fine. Oh, I heard it. Filed no, it I'm away. Not, in the no no one heard it. Decks. It's fine.
3: <laughs> Cortana, isolate his audio.
0: <laughs> Oh wait, has, has Alex seen The Goonies? Because that's another one where, you know, a bunch of kids and they go on an adventure.
3: I will reiterate.
0: Seen the, the, I've seen
1: the first
3: one. My previous comment. There, there's a if you ever... Wait, saw you just the, the first one? Is there another Goonies? I thought there was a Goonies 2. Oh, not?
0: next episode!
3: <laughs> oh, damn. Looks like I'm working 24 hours a day from now on. <laughs>
0: oh my
1: god. Oh, see... I guess I'm dead. All right. See oh you guys. no, The
0: Goonies 2 is a video game.
1: I, I own that video game oh. so I knew oh. that for that reason well but... as a
3: gamer myself uh, you know I have two more things to speak to you gentlemen about yeah so we discussed when we were talking about uh, this film Maximum Pain we looked at yeah. the director's filmography and saw it was brief and eye opening <laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah. you just look at the old blu-ray wall and go huh this set of the Omen films does include the remake he directed Let's pop a that in the old Blu-ray player. Let me explain to you how hard I laughed because it's this is almost, it's beat for beat. It is so fucking shitty. It's the in- exact same movie. Well, so we get to the part in the beginning. It's like all right, we're gonna meet you know the father character. We're gonna meet who's playing him this time. So what happens? All right, who are they gonna get to replace Gregory Peck and fucking no. leave Schreiber walks into frame. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard he walks into frame and then we meet his wife Julia Stiles and it's an immediate five stars that's the casting oh 2006 you suck so fucking bad there's a scene right. in the first act where obviously a tragedy is going to happen because you have know, the whole point of the movie but this one wasn't in the original you know, we're adding a new one and right as the This giant runaway truck's about to hit a car. It zooms in on someone's watch to show that it's in fact 6.06 with six seconds on the clock before the (laughs) car hits it. It's it's just a close-up on the watch and then the cars collide. It is such absolute doo-doo ass. They fuck up the hardest thing in the world to fuck up which is that the kid just looks like he's haunted from frame one so there's literally never any question you see that child and you're like well clearly that kid is the devil (laughs) like they get the palest most sunken eyed dead expression
1: looking kid and he's just there looking creepy the entire movie so Parker I have an important question absolutely which power man recorded the song when cars collided I was
0: about to do that one (laughs)
3: Don't worry though, if, in case you're wondering how they padded out the runtime to make it different from the original movie, there's dream sequences with fake out jump scares.
1: What? Oh, of course. <laughs> oh. There are. Never saw that coming.
3: In a case you're wondering, the uh, <laughs> the only credited writer is the writer of the original because the screenplay that was submitted was so completely similar to it that they wouldn't give the new guy credit. <laughs> Which I've never heard of before. <laughs> just literally like, this Seems is the good. same movie, fuck you. <laughs> the old guy gets credit for a movie he probably doesn't know exists. So my last film, which oh, I've been oh. waiting so long to talk about. Oh, fuck I have oh. had my eyes just dead set on Veronica since it premiered oh, yes! at festivals last year. Oh, oh yes. So I stroll over to Amazon, click on it, and read. A creepy, surreal, and bloody trilogy of erotic horror stories cold from Danzig's long-running, edgy comic imprint, Veronica. Oh, I immediately rent that bad boy for $5. <laughs> yeah. Guys, <laughs> we talk a lot about how everyone just loves to jump on making reviews for shitty movies. Like, everyone wants to be the first one to talk about cats and all yeah.
1: that. Yeah. And so I was
3: kind of hesitant to do this, because I remember the immediate buzz... <clears throat> And then it's just full of, oh, is this horror's version of The Room? Is this the new The Room? And it's immediately like, okay, we're just going to do this again. But they were right. Because <laughs> what <when it> sets <laughs> The Room apart from other bad movies that, like, it's so sincere. There is not yeah. an ounce of winking. D- Glenn Danzig, in his heart of hearts, believe he made a sick-ass erotic horror movie. Oh. Every single frame is sincere. It is art there's no self-awareness and i know that because we watched this movie laughing the entire time and then my mind was cast back to the premiere where he walked on stage and said hey guys y'all laughed at a lot of parts that i wouldn't have but that's cool (laughs) he at no point thought any of this was funny this was supposed to be a dark sexy bloody thriller and it is so Fucking embarrassing, Parker. That you
0: actually answered like my biggest question about this. So I, I don't really follow that many uh, other movie podcasts or or YouTube review shows and I, or even like written blogs or anything like that. I I kind of keep it uh, really simple with my list of that sort of stuff. But I do watch Red Letter Media. And Red Letter Media was the only one I saw that reviewed Verotica. And I watched their half in the bag on it, and one thing that Jay Bauman kept bringing up is, it feels grindhousey, you know. And Alex, you've mentioned some of the grindhouse stuff is
1: no, it's an insult. I know a yeah.
0: lot of the stuff that they talk about <laughs> in grindhouse stuff is the worst part of it. And uh, I do happen to like the movie grindhouse, you know, Plant Terror and Death Proof back to back. Agree, there's good stuff but... in there, and. I guess when I think about Grindhouse, I sort of think of... Or if you're going to make something in that style, you're thinking, like, so bad it's good. And you do the stupid dialogue on purpose. And you do the stupid sexy stuff on purpose. And I I thought that was what Veronica was going to be. I have not seen it yet. So, Parker, now that you say that it's sincere, now that I know, that changes uh, much of what I will be looking for. Oh, my God. Like,
3: I'm going to focus solely on the first segment because... They really lead with their best foot forward. So first of all, as all great horror anthologies do, you have to have a spooky host, which in this case is a porn star wearing a shitty Elvira costume with little fake horns on. Oh. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. What's your name? So our... F- oh, God. I wrote it down. It's... I couldn't remember with a gun in my I'm head. pretty but sure it it's is... Buberella or
1: something. It's <laughs> Lexi Bell with five L's. <laughs> it's closer <laughs> than you
3: think. <laughs> Hang on, I, wait, I want to look this up because I heard her name was like really stupid. It starts with an M, I swear. There's a lot of stupid uh, names in this movie. Morella,
0: maybe?
3: Yep, that's it. Oh, no. Like I remember sitting there and just doing the opening credits and Caden crosses Morella <laughs> with two K's and I'm like... Wait, <laughs> I don't know that name. Wait, there's something but I bet I know where. There, there's from. no way
0: the first segment is
3: titled "The Albino Spider of Jet. Oh, buddy, strap in. Because not only like am I convinced that Glenn Danzig has never seen a movie, I don't think he's talked to a person. Because same, every single performance is bad, like top to bottom, the smallest bit part to the leads. Everyone is horrendous without exception. And at some point, even the most bottom-of-the-barrel fucking, like, local community theater person can look at a piece of paper and, like, speak in a way that other human beings do. But I digress. So, written by Glenn Danzig, directed by Danzig, based on a comic by Danzig, composed by Danzig, director of photography, Danzig, keep all of this in mind. (laughs) So, uh, the albino spider who gives a shit starts with, uh, a lovely French lady just giving this dude some top. Now, I have to stop already because I couldn't decide. Either he hired a bunch of French people to try and act in English, or he hired a bunch of English porn stars to speak in French accents. Either way, (laughs) it is disastrous, whichever way you cut it. It is not a success. So she's just giving this dude top, and he's going, oh, we... We all come here take your shirt off And she's like no I don't want to take my shirt off And like normally when I'm watching a horror movie When someone's like about to get their shirt ripped off And they saying no I'm like Okay let's not do this But she's sucking his dick so like clearly she's sort of into it Also his pants are still on don't worry about it It's fine Oh. So, so he I don't want to say overpowers her But let's be honest he rips her top off oh. And she has giant Giant fake tits and where the nipples are supposed to be are eyeballs. Yo! Oh no. And he yells in a thick French accent, Your teeth! They're looking at me! <laughs> <laughs> so she starts crying out of her titty eyes. Uh, I need you to stay with me. I... <laughs> so her titty eyes start crying. She's just sitting on the couch crying. And then we get a close-up of the albino spider, which was on the complete other side of the room. And a teardrop lands on that spider... Now this spider looks like an underrendered PS2 artifact. <laughs> like it looks like they put a game like, "Oh, we'll frame it here." And he's like, "Sick! All right, cut, perfect." And like, "Hey, we didn't color it or like put any shadows or no." Okay, well he's moving on, so I guess we're done. So it looks real good, and the the CGI spider with the titty tears on it morphs into this human monster spider hybrid with eight arms. Same. And it just turns into this thing just murdering women. That is the segment of this horrendous monster sneaking up on a prostitute. Again. Either a uh-huh. French person trying to speak in English or an English porn star trying to speak with a French accent. In which uh, he says he wants to fuck her in the ass and she says, which I wrote down, ass fuck is my specialty. <laughs> so then he murders her. <laughs> And then we learn that when our heroine falls asleep, that's when the spider monster comes to life and kills French prostitutes. (laughs) That's the entire segment is her falling asleep in a porno theater and then the spider monster killing horse and then she purposely overdoses and the cops shoot the spider. (laughs) So you said Glenn Danzig wrote this whole thing? (laughs) Wrote and directed. You'll know because it's in giant letters At the start of the movie So he's like really proud of Danzig. He's a a cool guy Oh he sounds like it The the entire Second segment Is just like There's at least four different strip scenes Like in a strip club (laughs) Full song top to bottom Like the first strip tease Is literally two songs start to finish The entire time
1: More or less than Den of Thieves so much more so oh, so much more
3: and it's about this woman who is known on the stage as as the announcer says Big mystery Nick. girl and then she <laughs> just strips but also wears a mask it's fine and her thing is she kills other female porn stars and takes their face now Chris this is a deep cut solely for you do you remember in the cable guy when they go to medieval times yes. And he puts the chicken skin on his face and does the Hannibal Lecter impression. Yeah. That's all of the face masks. In. <laughs> hey,
0: Parker, do you remember the end of that movie? I that's sure me right do. now.
1: <laughs> is that where the cable guy becomes a health inspector? That's a uh, We'll find out, won't we? Once football yeah. season starts. And that's the second
3: segment. The third segment is literally just Lady Bathory. It's just endless scenes of this woman, also probably a porn star, just bathing in blood, just sitting in a tub, kind of moving around, waiting for direction that will never come. <laughs> Nothing happens. It ends on such a dud. Like, it almost ruins the whole fucking experience. Because, like, the first one is so strong. It was an immediate, like, this is five stars. If theater's ever open again and this is playing at midnight, I'm dropping everything and seeing it with the crowd. The second one's whatever. The third one is...
0: Just boring. It's just
3: absolutely nothing. There's nothing to it. (laughs) Every single one of these is punctuated with our hostess just, like, holding up a prop from the last scene saying, not even a pun, just, like, sort of referencing it. And then it just goes to the next one. (laughs) It is... so poorly made in every possible aspect. It is... It really is the room. Like that's such a cheap comparison that everyone makes every time a movie sucks, but it is the most mo- in spirit of the room I've seen in a long, long time. That's it is, yeah.
0: It, that's the thing is like I, I think we try not to make the comparison because the room is so unique and what it is and what it tries to do and what it becomes. But the way that you're describing it, again, the sincerity is something that really sticks with me. Uh,
3: there's like yeah. maybe one joke in like the whole thing, like everything is played. <laughs> so deadly serious like I want to talk more but so much of it just hinges on so many individual performances like if you watch it people at home listening please message me about the waiter in France because (laughs) his performance is one of the most baffling things I've ever seen oh you can say oh my god (laughs) like the entire lady bathroom thing like there's this giant like skeleton thing in the background and if that set isn't fucking Spyrofoam spray painting gold, I'll suck my own dick. Like, there's no way it's anything but that. It is so cheap. A movie shot in 2019 that looks like it was never meant to be seen in HD. It is so powerful. <laughs> that last segment, every costume looks worse than cosplayers. Like, there's one someone puts on, like, a cloak. It just looks like they just grabbed, like, the felt off the shelf and they're like, yeah, it's brown enough. Just throw it on. It's fine. <laughs> it's... I will never forget it as long as I live. I cannot wait to experience this with more people. It is (laughs) baffling, is the one word review, Just beginning to end, knowing that he was the sole voice who did, like, almost everything short of, like, holding the fucking boom mic himself and knowing this was his vision. He's working on another movie, and y'all, we need COVID in so we can get back out there shooting. (laughs) I need more dancing
0: movies now when you think about glenn danzig uh i don't (laughs) when you think about glenn danzig (laughs) and his uh fairly hideous face um i i don't know do you do you think he's married i can't imagine that he is uh look at him
1: but uh this is (laughs) this is an on-brand comparison but I think about him being married the same way I think about the goat guy wearing a wedding ring. Like. Wait, we've never seen him at the oh. same thing at the same time.
3: So That's well, better than anything I'm gonna yeah. say. <laughs> uh, I
0: I think uh I think there's like this legitimate possibility that maybe he does this to impress women. That sounds weird, right? But he's I mean, as a respecter He's of women, going for like he's trying to impress them and like uh the goth women who still go to his shows the ones who are probably in their 60s now uh, you know he's he's probably into that sort of thing you know like oh you know really dark stuff you want to know who the it, it's a uh, uh how do i how do i say this uh, he's like oh you want to really have your minds blown you know who the biggest serial killer of all time was it was a chick you know and then he was the lady Bathory thing uh virgin you know, blood.
1: and she cuts like crazy. You wanna you wanna come to come to my parents' pool and drain all the water and we'll skateboard around in it. <laughs> and
3: we're gonna eat all the ribbon candy. You should <laughs> his <laughs> ribbon candy.
0: You should read your Bibles, man. You'll find all
3: sorts of crazy shit in there. Like, did you know Jesus was a Jew? <laughs> like the only all things right, I know right. about Danzig are that episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force who tries to bark at Carl's house. And the YouTube video of him <laughs> alone in his house just standing shirtless by his books talking about, oh, ah, it a book about werewolves. All of it factually true. And just flipping <laughs> through it. Same <laughs> though. That video's real good. And also how much I fucking hate that song Mother and whatever Guitar Hero game it was in. Tanzig sucks
0: Yeah, yeah, I've, correct. I don't think I've ever heard any of his uh, songs. I'd like to
1: keep it that way. Wait, I ain't Guitar I mean, Hero it's, too. It's da- sad it's, it's rock. You,
0: you've heard it. I've heard
1: guitar. I have Guitar Hero too.
0: Somewhere. You might,
1: you might have thought it was like John Danzig instead. But like How in the he world did it. this guy get famous? I don't want to know. It really uh, makes yeah. you think. Punk but also, this a is a po- this is a podcast where we talk about Billy Mitchell like every. That's other a word. good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> we're about to that, that, talk Max. Payne. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, maximum Payne. So Max, Max Payne, Payne. Uh, good.
3: you know what i didn't realize about this when it came out what? this came out in the middle of a delicious mark Wahlberg career almost ruining sandwich oh really it False. was the happening and then this and then the lovely bones
1: Ooh.
3: it almost all ended it seems right there. fine
1: no 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 marky mark's got this he, that belief you oh. know all he needs is one of those three movies to play ship up to boston and he's fine <laughs> that's what this was missing
3: It's it's that close to being a perfect movie, you know? A lot of (laughs) other
1: things. Uh,
0: Okay, so should we... Which one of you wants to say the opening line?
3: (laughs) Let Parker do it. Let Parker say it at the same time. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He didn't... Okay. Black screen. I don't believe in heaven. I believe in pain. (laughs) So we're starting at four stars? Yeah. Yeah. Minimum. uh, There's something so silly about just seeing a placard on a desk that says, Detective Max Payne. That will never not make me laugh. Yeah. And it's just,
1: this guy's like, like, hey man, what's up? You know, how you doing down here? You want to go to bar with me after after our job at the police station? He doesn't doesn't even respond, he just looks up at (laughs) him. Uh,
0: Say yes, it's beer. I do uh, like yeah. a beer.
3: I gotta go finish mm-hmm. my dead wife and baby. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so uh, yeah, he's doing like a Rorschach bitches. voice the entire time. That is the character this can be most compared to, and that is an insult to both Rorschach, him, and and yeah. Rorschach. Yeah. Uh, that's ugh. so Max Payne kind of seems like a dick. Uh, how do I? How do I? Guess? Real nick asshole. Yeah.
0: So he works behind a desk that. Yeah, you're going to have your guy named Max Payne sit behind a desk for the first part of the movie. Thank you. Uh, So he's reading up on, I guess, cold cases, and I have to. You might find this hard to believe, but I had trouble paying attention for much of this. He decides to follow up on one point, unless maybe this is another flashback or something. Uh, and he goes out to the subway, and he goes into the bathroom, takes off his watch, washes his hands, and three junkies. <laughs> the scene is so stupid. Uh, the three junkies visit him, and um, uh, they try to get his watch because he's trying to get information about something. Who cares? And uh, man, hang
3: on. There's two things about the on. scene. First hold of on. all, he, uh, okay, yeah, it. he
0: he beats up the one guy who tries to take his watch, like he he steals his gun and stuff like that. One of the guys runs out. We'll get to him later. One other guy tries to hide in the stalls. He kind of seems like a weaker, wimpier guy. So you start to kind of feel bad for this guy. He pulls out his gun, which is like a fucking blunderbuss pistol or something. And just starts shooting yeah. the doors apart. I'm like, fuck, the guy. He didn't even try to hurt
1: you. He just wanted the watch, man. And he, he shoots through like 12 doors. Yeah. Like, it's, there's just so many doors I'm in like, this scene. I'm like, wait a second, Max like, Payne's an boom. asshole. Boom. <laughs> Okay, two things real
3: quick. First of all, Max Payne's turtleneck is the funniest thing. That's it. Mark (laughs) Wobber walking around in that turtleneck. Second of all, so he clearly sees that they're trouble. We know they're trouble because they're all sweaty and staring at him. Yeah, of course. They stand up and one of them drops a vial on the ground that the camera zooms in on that just says in giant all caps, Serum, and that's when I knew we were in the hands of an artiste. Oh my
0: god, that sounds like something from a Resident Evil uh, video game. So good,
3: but actually, yes. Oh my goodness, it just says serum on it.
1: It really does, yeah. Oh, man. It's in all caps, like. Hey guys, and it's like.
3: This important.
1: At this point, it's like, man, you showed me we have drug addicts and a weird drug and i know where all the demons came from because i have seen a movie before like oh, i have the brain. i know what's drug. going on I, I i know exactly what this well, means well we do have another scene
0: in the subway the guy is running on the tracks uh,
1: <laughs> this
3: got a large laugh and out uh, me. he starts Correct.
0: to see demons and this is where i start to see the end of days comparisons uh, there was a subway seated there. Remember yeah. when the the devil gets run over by the subway? Somehow this <laughs> random junkie getting run, getting run over by a subway train
3: is so much funnier. <laughs> you just see those shadows on the wall and it's a real, like, Oh, that's what the demons. And then before I finish my sentence, he gets just fucking yeeted by a train and the screen turns red like he just died in an FBI. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking
0: funny. Yeah, then Rain assaults the pavement for the rest of the movie. Uh,
2: Shut yeah. up
0: <laughs> <laughs> So anyway uh, Yeah that's That's the shadow demons so we're really doing this So anyway he's uh, trying to figure out more About this dead girl I, I guess um, I, mean, I, I had trouble paying Well attention.
1: she's not dead yet Because they go to this party At uh, at his Quote unquote informant's house And he's just like ah, I'm just gonna shake down all your customers And he's and she's like oh I'm a hot girl would you like to have sex with me Mark Wahlberg and he goes only if you give me some information you dame and then they go back to his place and uh then you guys could well, do I can see why I like these kinds I of
0: movies talk about so much. that party scene
3: that, that, that dinner party I was very close to. to turning
0: into a rave
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> that fucking his informant being the guy that plays Charlie's Uncle Jack on It's Always Sunny really, really did a lot for Okay, me. so
0: we've mentioned the room a couple times so far. So, there, One of my favorite lines in the room is, uh, Johnny, please come out of the bathroom. In a few minutes, bitch. Uh, which,
2: I think that guy, his
0: informant at the party, actually says that line to one of the women who's trying to serve him like an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> He says, in a few (laughs) minutes, bitch! And I'm like, wait a second, he's the guy. I I think it was something similar to that. Uh, But our good friend, Mila Kunis, shows up. And Mila Kunis looks about as bored as I am throughout the entire movie. (laughs) She does not want to be here. Uh, You can tell. How um, many
3: times did you forget she was in the movie?
0: Every single time she showed up, oh no. You just feel worse for her. Because I really do like
3: her.
1: It's so funny that, like, you know, Mark Wahlberg, is the only person in history that would not fuck Olga Kirilenko, and now she has COVID. So, you know, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> ahead of the curve. Oh,
0: well, this podcast has been dedicated It's like to actually the a thing. Like,
1: look that shit up. Like, I, I'm no, not I believe it now, so this
0: podcast is now topical. You know, this will be like a really nice, like, get well soon present for her. Anyway. Yeah, uh, well,
1: much like that birthday card with Bigfoot on it, that oh, I should have guessed. To
0: her too. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg refuses to fuck her, and she makes a really big stink about it. Uh, she gets real mad. Yeah, fellas, speaking from experience, you turn a girl down for sex. Oh man, knives in your back for the rest of your I life. mean,
1: I don't know what it's like to be mad at somebody for not wanting to fuck me. Cause you yeah. know, I just I look at him and go, yeah. Well, you know, I right. I respect women too much <laughs> to ever mad at them.
0: So uh, anyway, she leaves. I guess she steals his wallet, and uh, then she gets killed. Did she get killed by shadow demons or someone else kills her?
1: She gets killed by the guy that plays Orange Julius in Too Fast, Too Furious. So oh, that's, thank oh, you so Jesus. much. I got you, buddy. <laughs>
3: I really appreciate that. Fuck. <laughs> that fucking reveal of this Asylum Films level Tito Ortiz bad guy is so fucking just,
1: funny. Just face tats, and also he finished third in a race to, you know, Vin Diesel and Suki. <laughs> The
0: movie is so... Man, I'm,
1: you
3: hate to finish behind Suki. Man, I want to go
0: back to the fucking uh, to the party because there's something in there that's going to apply like the rest of the movie. Where the hell was that party? Because they go into like one door, right? And all of a sudden, they're in a completely different set. It's like empty hallways where there's a bunch of candles all over the place for some weird reason.
1: Chris, have you never been to a dinner party? I've been...
0: Actually, don't think I have.
1: I don't know if you know that much about being an adult, but this is what all of them are well, like. Well... We learn something new every day.
0: Uh, i got to tell you, that's the thing about this movie, two things. One, the set design is just boring. The other thing is the lighting. The lighting is so bad. There's a scene where later on, Mark Wahlberg goes home like nothing's happened... And you can tell it's dark out. Like, everything's got, like, a, a soft blue light. And then he just walks into another room and his lamp is just right there. Just It should be lighting <laughs> up everything. It's got, like, a small, like, one-inch diameter, like, light beam. That's it.
2: Like, well, I
1: don't I, think this movie, this movie is terrible. <laughs> I don't
3: think it wanted to be Sin City. But I feel like, because a lot of it's very muted colors, a lot of snow. I feel like there was a plan to not do Sin City exactly, but, like, you know, kind of... Really mess with the contrast, make certain things pop. And then they watch the movie and they're like, you know, just fucking send it out. I'm
1: not going to waste a million dollars so that, post-converting this. That's the funniest thing about this movie to me. It's like, the movie this is trying to be is not Sin City. It's Casablanca, but like, in a cold place. And it's like, ah, uh, yes, you know, all really good actors are going to talk through our teeth like this and then we're going to walk outside and there's snow instead of sand. <laughs> but like, it's it's so fucking bad like it's so jarring The like this movie with like a real actor in the main role could have maybe worked but it's mark Wahlberg, and he he can't do the new york thing whether it's past present or future they're asking him to do and it's so fucking jarring and upsetting it's just like oh my god you guys think this sounds good (laughs) It's just, they're going to talk like this, this whole movie. Well, yeah, again,
0: when I mentioned Sin City and the comparisons here, I don't think that they necessarily tried for it. I think that the director saw it, was influenced by it, and wishes that he could make it, but knows that he can't, I suppose. Uh, Not
1: with Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, I
0: guess. <laughs> there, I mean, they got so much rain in here, so much uh, darkness around, and I guess it. I guess they wished it could be gritty. It's not. I don't know if they really played the game all that much. Uh, What what happens next?
1: You're the expert, buddy. What happens? I've never (laughs) gamed.
0: Let's...
3: My friend Rick Rape has. (laughs) He's a big gamer.
1: (laughs) Rick Rape? Who lets you in here? He's been a naughty boy.
3: (laughs) (sighs) I'm glad that's a part of you
0: now. They'll be my alias hey, so, if I go visit Alex during the draft. If the cops pull me over. Yeah. Be like, where do you yeah. think you're going with the Virginia license plates?
3: That's how they talk in Maryland. Anyway. Uh, so
0: Ludacris is so, in this.
3: Ask Comby. Man, the nerve just to have Ludacris walk into frame at like 30 minutes and be like, I'm actually going to play this straight as a real detective. And, and like, not not
1: like ludicrous is your internal affairs operative? Like, really? <laughs> like, that's probably a role that takes at least some nuance, but let's give it to ludicrous. Whatever. Let's see what happens. Just have them play it as
3: straight as possible and then just ask questions about a case that we all solved 45 minutes ago because there's yeah. three actors in this movie, so if it's not Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis, it's probably the third guy that did it. Yep. Yep. Also, which means that the entire crux of the movie is, wow, I hope Mark Wahlberg can stop Beau Bridges. Spoilers! (laughs) He can.
0: (laughs) Boy, Beau Bridges keeps getting work, and I'm not entirely sure why. Have I seen Beau Bridges in a good movie?
1: He was in Uh, Village of the Giants*. He
0: was awful there. He was in uh, The Wizard. He was awful there. go ahead and look this up. (sighs) Boy, Beau Bridges can't act. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he was in Something Good that I don't know about. Or forgot about like it or something. an
3: hour of this hour forty-ish movie is a mystery that anyone who's seen a movie can solve relatively
1: easily. Correct, man. This is this is his second credit on IMDb. That doesn't <laughs> oh, bode boy. well. His fourth credit is Charlotte's Web. So you know, <laughs> oh, you no, know, we we can't all win in yeah. life. Uh, anyway, uh,
0: some dancing. I kind of feel like this movie is sort of One Dan Pig big. I guess maybe instead of comparing this Just to don't Sin City I'm going to compare going Max to Payne to uh, The Crow But if it didn't have any style And also without Brandon Lee
3: God, I wish I had the same onset accident Save a lot of Vietnamese people a lot of grief <laughs> Put that at the
0: end, I hope <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, this is where you can really tell that the movie's really, really poorly directed, because oftentimes we'll talk about, oh, this is poorly written, this is poorly performed, the music doesn't work here, this is bad editing, this is bad production design, it's bad choreography, whatever, right? I think this is one of the points where you can really say, hey, a lot of this is on the director, because the director's supposed to be in charge of almost everything is you know he's he tells people what to do where to go and everything and so much of this goes so wrong and is so poorly structured i think it has to fall on the director's shoulders
1: chris i'm confused i thought you loved like film noir you know all these movies i do film noir is genuinely one of my favorite genres this is your jam right it would have been the whole time that parker and i were watching this we're just like I bet Chris loves oh, this movie. Well. You know, he's finally got we finally got a Boston guy in the the titular role in a uh, film noir. I like you know? film noir. I like Neil you know, Film
0: Noir. I like LA like Confidential.
1: I bet uh I bet uh I bet Mark Wahlberg in some point in this movie is gonna be like, oh, you know, that Adam Vinatieri hit that field goal in the snow, you Dude, know. Dude, if it's, he had said something boy, about
0: Vinatieri, this I would have like my ears would have perked up like a pit bull walking past a kindergarten. But
1: uh, instead, <laughs> I, I get none of it. I mean, that's how you feel about cheaters. I get it. I, so. No, that that was legal. So I.
3: What, what if that's actually it? what happened to Max Payne's dog? She's <laughs> <laughs> got fucking murked by a bit. Uh,
2: we'll
1: we'll get to we'll get to that. Like, like uh, let's. We we'll also get to we let's, let's wait now. on that one. dude.
0: That the movie's so poorly structured that I have a really hard time getting a handle on characters. Characters just sort of like enter the movie and I, I don't know who they are or who they're supposed to be mila kunis becomes buddy this movie has that's no the characters thing. Mila kunis, like, uh later on in the movie becomes like a sympathetic character who like helps out max Payne. earlier in the movie she was beating him with a stick i i i
3: don't
0: know what happens
3: <laughs> you don't get to say her name like
0: what who are you yeah who is she's she? like beating him what up with like a stick about? i'm like i thought he was like a really badass cop
1: this movie <laughs> there are so many issues with this movie but like the one thing this movie gets right is Ludicrous's character who is just like I'm gonna narc on the real police to the FBI constantly <laughs> <laughs> he is the one person who's just like actually y'all are fucked up let's bring the FBI in everyone else is just like oh, you know, we're thin blue line, we can't cross it, you know, we gotta hunt down Mark Wahlberg because he killed a cop or something. It's like, no. No, this movie makes no fucking sense. The plot this only movie moves forward because is...
3: Ludacris keeps calling the FBI going, hey guys, check this shit out. Yeah. yeah, this guy's fucked up, right? Like, he's super fucked up and he's investigating it.
1: The fucking scene where Ludacris is waiting in the lobby to talk to the head of security at whatever fucking biotech company that is and, like, the fucking tier one operators of the New York city police force run in to shoot employees. Like what a fucking movie yeah. <laughs> who came up with this? Whose idea was this? Like, well, actually the police is on the take for these guys and they're going to send all their best operatives in to shoot all the employees. And then Mark Wahlberg's going to jump out a window and blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, it, This is the dumbest movie
0: ever. Yeah, and I don't entirely know what I'm supposed to care about here. I don't know... I generally don't know what they were going for. It was like, what is the draw here? It's not going to be the sexy ladies because this is PG-13.
1: Thanks for nothing. Chris, buddy. So this is the point where I need to say something to you that I said to Parker a couple days ago before he watched it. Did you watch the PG-13 movie or the unrated movie?
0: Uh think i got the unrated cut i know at the towards one point before they're gonna was there
1: gratuitous bloodshed
2: uh
0: i I don't think there was gratuitous
1: bloodshed i just know that Bo bridges says okay then you did not get the unrated version because the unrated version is super super okay and it's like for if you have a movie like this which again if nobody said to me beforehand that this was a pg-13 movie in theaters and everyone thought about it but like i downloaded the unrated version knowing that and like this movie is super fucking bloody and you can see they had an idea and like not this movie's good because again listeners please god this movie is not good absolutely but With the blood, it kind of works. Because it's, like... At least I believe that Mark Wahlberg's stupid, like... Embarrassing, depressed character is, like... Someone who'd actually shoot people. You need that if you're having this kind of movie. Where you have that kind of, like, sad sack main character, you know? Like... I'm not even... I'm not a blood guy, you know? I'm not a hostile guy. I'm not a guy that's, like, into all of these super, super bloody movies. But, like... If you have this main character... He's got to do something, right? Yeah. I'm not crazy no, in I, saying I that, think right? That he did some
3: so. detective work yeah. where they found out, hey, no one else noticed that these corpses have the same tattoo of wings on them. Oh, what? And then we go to the tattoo parlor. Let's, yeah, let's talk about the tattoo parlor.
2: This is... Hey.
3: If there's one thing I love, it's a really obvious shitty screenwriting shortcut. They're like, how do we get from A to fuck it, just do this. There's a lot
1: of that in this movie. You know? Where
3: they just show up and this like 60-year-old man just sitting at the front desk of the party, they're like, "Hey, uh, have you seen like these wings?" He's like, "Oh yeah, those are Valkyrie wings. They're to protect Vikings." And then he reaches across. It doesn't even have to stand up, just reaches Correct. slightly over to the right. And then grabs a book off his desk and just starts flipping pages, going, oh, "You see here, uh, that's how they get to Valhalla, and you have to die in battle." And then he's gone. Yeah, never This back. old man who were, who just tattoos people just happens to have a book, an ancient, old leather-bound book on Norse mythology. The bad mythology. guys don't
1: kill him. He didn't do tattoo work with any of the good guys or the medium guys or the bad guys. He's just he's gone. Here's doesn't come back. Here's your exposition.
3: You have this guy, and then later on, Max Payne gets a folder that has the plot in oh it. Oh my god. So yeah. I looked
0: it up. This guy has been, like, a bit part guy in almost every single movie he's ever done. Like, I got excited. He was in the Silent Hill movie and the Resident Evil Apocalypse movie. You know he was in Resident Evil yeah. Apocalypse, Parker? Featured City Hall Undead number five. So, good work if you can get it. he ah, we did Yeah, it. uh... I, I'm just gonna call him Iggy Pop because, probably. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. For him to just look at that tattoo and say, "Oh, you've been into Greek history or Norse mythology or whatever the fuck it is," and it's like it's a, the wings of a Valkyrie. So yes, those demons that are haunting all the people who are taking the <laughs> serum—that's
1: Valkyries. You guys, was this before or after the Nelly Furtado scene?
3: Oh, it's way after, but we'll go
1: back to oh. it. All right, because I want to cycle back to this for like.
3: like they, they literally just show a picture, like it's just wings. Like it could be any kind yeah. of. wings he's just like, ah, oh, Vikings used to wear them for protection. <laughs> like, I guess I have no choice but to go along with it because we're already at the halfway point. Of the and movie. like,
1: that's like the funny thing about the scene is like his whole thing is trying to connect things back to his wife's murder, yeah. right? My and wife. like, the movie makes you think for like fifteen minutes that his wife had this Valkyrie tattoo when she died. And then it's like, oh, no, she didn't. It was just, you know, these other people that died in his house as we see the flashback.
3: Why go from A to B when we could go A to B to C to D to E and then back to B and then over to D? <laughs> it's, it's the most straightforward. It's, uh, his wife found out something she shouldn't have and got killed for it. And now
1: we've got fucking CGI demons pulling crackheads out of buildings. And, like, the, like his wife learned too much is a fine movie plot. That gets no time and no air in this movie. Yeah,
3: because instead we have to go to Donald Logue's funeral where Nelly Furtado tearfully says the name Max Payne out loud. (laughs) No one thought,
1: hey, let's cut this movie. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, well, you got to go to the Ragnarok.
3: Oh my God, I wanted to put my head in the blender. (laughs) Club Ragnarok, go fuck yourself you get it? It's actually from uh, Norse mythology and uh, get to
1: Valhalla. Yeah, I got it. Thank mm-hmm, you, Tess. Yeah. yeah, we figured it out. You know, we learned from the tattoo guy who was in this movie for way too uh, long. Yeah,
0: that guy got a little bit too much screen time. That's probably why he's usually more of a bit part guy.
3: Uh, Look, I'm not a great film critic, but I feel like it's not a good sign for your movie when you say, alright, the action finally picks up an hour in when we meet Chris O'Donnell. Like, that's not a good thing. It's not a
1: positive. Yeah. That Chris O'Donnell. Oh, yeah. my
0: God. That guy misses his mansion and just begging Batgirl to watch him jack off.
3: He's, Please, God, he's step just, on me.
1: He is just the most Boston character ever. Hey, Robin, it's time for your four o'clock dick play.
3: <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, Uncle Yes.
1: Oh, like Chris O'Donnell shows up for all of 30 seconds. Like, oh, 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 here's the evidence. And then the, the uh, you know, the tier one operators of the New York City police force come in and just blow him away.
3: <laughs> like he shows up and they're like, actually, uh, Mr. O'Donnell, you can go home. We're just going to put your character into this notepad. It's fine. All your secrets will just be on here. Then Max will just walk out and read it later. That's more interesting. Goodbye. Thanks for showing up.
1: To be fair, if you're dealing with Chris O'Donnell, that's that's, that's cool. Weird.
3: But also, like, he's like the fifth Bill person in this movie, though. So, come this, on. This movie fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> to find out, like, this plot that you could easily figure out. And you get, like, over an hour in there, like, alright, so here's the thing. They make a Captain America serum that works on, like, 1% of the people and makes everyone else into fucking psychopaths. And they also see demons, and sometimes they're invincible...
1: Okay, either you yeah.
3: start that a little earlier on, or that's not in this movie.
1: <laughs> it is. It is shocking that Paul Wiss Anderson did not direct this movie. Like, yeah, just, like the fact that like, so we have this guy who's like the bad guy for like an hour and ten minutes. This movie, mm-hmm. right? Like he's uh, oh, you know, we've learned you know he killed you know this this weird hooker that Mark Wahlberg did not want to have sex with, and like he's just hopping around with his weird fucking future machete doing things and then he gets shot by a regular bullet in a regular place and just falls over dead immediately and it's like (coughs) oh oh cool none of that mattered at all this is like like this was just completely irrelevant
3: okay whatever chris uh do you remember that one resident evil movie where they're in the showers and that giant monster with that huge fucking hammer shows up yes yes i do what if What if that was like the thing for this whole movie and then Bo Bridges just showed up and shot it in the face and then it was <laughs> dead? Because <laughs> that's what fucking happens. Yeah. Like this dude is just standing on top of rooftops shirtless holding a machete looking at people like Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Jeff Bridges' brother just shoots him in the head. He's like, alright, Max, you, you look too far, see? <laughs> ah, your wife, she was nothing around where she shouldn't snooping like dames do. We're gonna throw you in the river with cement oh, shoes that's, on. Yeah. You guys seen these hey, kinds of so movies Here's the want? thing
1: about dames, dude. Never trust it. If weren't for dames, no plot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh.
3: Also, big well, for fan For dames, of, they get away with it. Big fan of them. Their plan is to throw Mark Wahlberg into the river where they keep all the bodies. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. whose job is cold cases. Good fucking yeah. job, buddy. Good job, Mr. <laughs> Payne. Fucking nailed it.
1: Yeah. Uh. So... <laughs> Is it is it time to talk about the climactic scene where he gets tossed in the river? Oh, uh, yeah, let's go it ahead and sure do that
0: because uh, I've been looking forward to that so much. Um, yeah? Yeah, so... Uh, i don't remember you see chris it's a callback
1: to the opening scene of the movie you see the opening scene. yeah actually you know
0: what that reminded me of that actually reminded me of catwoman because uh it's like this is the day that i died (laughs) so uh how did he get tossed into the river well he jumped in there himself because he disarmed Ludacris, uh and i just i guess he just kind of kicked bo bridge's ass which is really surprising and uh, then he's just like, oh, I, I know how say. to escape them from throwing me into the river. I'll jump into the river. So he jumps into the Got river, her. which is freezing cold, and uh, he swims away.
1: And Hashtag <laughs> never saw <Yeah>. that coming. <laughs> Everyone of those sixth graders
3: are scared to cross the this water. Is, this is That's
1: after Bo Bridges has this big scene where he reveals the reason that he did all the things he did, which makes the movie... 10 times more confusing and stupid he's just like he's just like yeah you know your wife figured out you know this this thing about the company so i had to kill her and it was really empowering and then i shot your baby and then no further exposition we get a
3: fucking twin peaks flashback like when her mom sees bob in the mirror I'm like oh wait actually i did see you in the reflection oh you son of a bitch who was you the whole time <laughs>
2: It's just like, just like, like, be
3: like, hi, oh, yeah, I worked at a super successful company, but also I killed your wife and decided to start
1: selling drugs on the streets. <laughs> this whole thing is just like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, I'm an old man. I didn't experience till later in life that, you know, you can overpower people by being a huge dick to them. So I murdered your wife and child, and now I'm going to kill you. And uh, that means power for me? Question mark? All he had to do was not murder this guy's baby and he would have gotten away with it. But, you know, we're dealing with Max Payne the movie. So here we are. So he gets out of the water and injects himself.
3: Oh, in the boy. visual that happens, made me rich Evans laugh <laughs> as he's roaring at the sky while there's just a fucking
1: <laughs> Parker, when I told you this movie had a moment much like bloodshot oh my where God. all of the cgi budget was immediately spent like
3: it just turns that into,
1: happened and you share zone's <laughs>
3: fucking desktop background
1: from i was i was about to
0: say i'm pretty sure that the director saw that scene edited it in and it was just like yep what a great job i've done he really thought that that was going to be like a poster or something for the movie or something
3: that was gonna be on everyone's wall next to the Boondock Saints poster, and then the one for Pulp Fiction, and then both holding the guns. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, if this poster's out there, I'll buy it. Absolutely. So if up. it is,
3: I mean, if it's just his face, that could be like my phone background for some time. <laughs> him roaring at the sky <laughs> while everyone's <laughs> fucking e Wrestling Federation signature for 2006 is happening behind him.
0: It's so good. Now. Oh, I also love movie. during this. whole... This Go is ahead. something that kind of gets to me, uh, and maybe I missed it. That's so. I'll ask you: Why would someone take the serum? It it makes you see shadow demons that want to kill you. Why would you be a junkie for this sort of thing? This seems very unpleasant. Because he
1: was gonna die. He was gonna die from no, the cold water. I, I guess. So I,
0: I guess it saved his life from uh, the cold water. I guess that it has to be it sort because of. Mila yeah. comes by. I think later. Does she tell him to take the second
1: serum thing? dude there's like seven scenes where someone shows up and goes it's not your time yet you gotta take more drugs like that happens at least seven times in the next 20 minutes i i like i've said to you guys on a
0: number of occasions i'm not cool enough to do drugs if someone came up to me and was like hey parker you want to have some death sticks that make you see shadow demons
3: you wouldn't take oh yeah i mean No, it's a super soldier serum, but also it's a narcotic, so you get hopelessly addicted to it. Enjoy. Yeah, and they're actually Valkyries. So like mythology. See, to get into Valhalla, you have to die on the battlefield. If you die in your sleep, you go to hell. I'm gonna get my fucking wife back.
1: All right. So funny that like Mark Wahlberg's whole thing is like. I want to, you know, get revenge and then die. And the whole movie is just like people telling him, "No, nope, nope, you can't die yet. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep do. You, go do this other thing. Like Ramirez, go defend Bergertown. Like, <laughs> yes. and then so he
3: takes the serum. Se- and, and then, then the climax of the movie is, I'm just gonna go sicko
1: mode on these cops now. <laughs> correct. Just- and the sky falls away and it turns into Bloodshot. Yeah. It
3: turns into Bloodshot and he just runs through a parking garage. I don't know how the serum makes his bullets shoot faster, but I was laughing too hard to care.
0: Yeah, I I genuinely don't understand. Well, I guess maybe it's like his reactions period. I guess his bullets do go faster. Yeah, fine. Sure. Whatever.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you'd get it if you played the game. Yeah, maybe.
3: I won't. Uh... <laughs> it looks like in MacGruber when he shoots the gun for the first time and he's just yeah. running around screaming and spraying a submachine gun. That's the climax of this movie.
1: What and then he, he faces
3: Bo Bridges And you're like oh man finally he's gonna get revenge And he just shoots him once in the chest Yeah, <laughs> and that's it Bo Bridges un- He's not even facing the camera He's probably just a fucking stand in like, It's, it's just probably shoots not him in him, slow yeah. motion And then it's like alright I guess the movie's over Yeah you know what's what weird about
1: well, the right, it right, ending It's here. time Hi, for me goodbye. to ship <laughs> up to Boston yeah, No
0: the, the weird thing about the ending Is that Lobster. It, it just sort of like fades the black really slowly I'm like is is that it is that is that the ending, or are we done? What's what's uh what's going on? And then it like loudly plays the end credits song. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, <laughs> congratulations, you just watched Max Payne. Aren't you happy? I'm like, no. It's
1: it's unreal that that the uh, credit song in this movie was not Lincoln Park. Yeah, exactly. Like,
3: I was ready to hear those. All you stories. gotta do
1: is play Breaking the Habit, and like all oh of us are in. Yeah, like, you got to hear yeah, the voice an in Zoidmo
3: head flips around.
0: Oh, hang on a second. I <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, that's the thing about video game movies, is uh, we, we don't know if there will ever be a, a truly good one. I guess uh, the Detective Pikachu movie counts as a good movie.
1: Mm. Um, what about the Lawnmower Man? <laughs> nah, you can't do it in reverse, because
0: the movie came out before the game, so...
3: Don't you hate when you take your super soldier serum and then Jeff Fahey just lawnmowers over your skull?
0: <laughs> the fucking pro wrestler on the TV. You're
3: gonna die, brother. Also, we'll go back. If if he told Pierce, me it's time a drug, for your head mowing.
2: <laughs> yes,
3: If there was a drug that made me see Lawnmower Man CGI, <laughs> I would probably take <laughs> it. Buddy. Just see giant Jeff Fahey head intellectual. My
1: monkey laser <laughs> gun go My head is currently
3: <laughs>
0: taking that drug. Oh, you just need some of my brain
3: disorder. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so better Mila Kunis, Mark Wahlberg movie. This or Ted?
0: <laughs> I forgot she was in Ted. Uh, it's clearly <laughs> well,
3: this.
1: I mean, I mean, Ted does not have a scene where Mark Wahlberg does a Zack Snyder slow-mo backflip where he shoots a shotgun in somebody's well,
0: face. Wait, so, so, no. so that's this is the, the other movie, movie that has just... a slow-mo backflip. This one and The Three Musketeers. <laughs>
3: Like he's operating next at like week's episode superhuman levels, and he's just murdering street cops <laughs> at the end of the movie. Yeah, there's no big bad guy because Bo Bridges shot him in the fucking head.
1: My favorite thing is when, like, Bo Bridges is just like, "All right, number one henchman who definitely has a name, go put explosives in His the stairwell." Name, number and he's like, one, ah, uh, yes, I am. I am putting <laughs> explosive in the stairwell in this building, and then Mila Kunis walks up and goes. I am Lacunas. I have SMGs, and then just shoots the fuck out of him. And he's like, "Oh no, I'm dead!" But also, boom. And then like it doesn't affect the building at all. Like <laughs> it's just like you know a million fucking pounds of C4, and they're just like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, blow, blow a hole in the side of the building. Well, that's fine. You know, nobody's come up with an idea to like actually take down a skyscraper, so we don't need to. We don't need to show that in our movie.
2: Fuck
3: no. We got
1: time for that. So, final thought on Max Payne.
3: How dare you have a post-credit scene? There was a scene? post-credit scene? The absolute nerve. You gotta be kidding me. I read about it on Wikipedia and it's like, alright, I guess I'm gonna open it. It's literally Mila Kunis is just sitting at a like a bar or restaurant, then he walks up and sits with her, and they sit out the newspaper showing, hey, we're gonna go after the lady from the company now.
1: Yep. That's hey. it. Yep. The not- nerve
3: to have a sequel tease. In the post-credit, yeah, absolutely second. go fuck yourself.
1: Uh, you know that would have offended me a lot more if I didn't see the post-credit scene in the Three Musketeers movie.
0: The what? Uh, well, no, he said that. There oh, was going buddy. to buddy, there's him, a so.
1: scene where there there's a scene where Orlando Bloom is like, oh, "I'm gonna get my revenge on these French bastards," and I'm on this boat, and then we're gonna pan up and pan out, and there's a bunch of airships with me I because that's you know. The
3: post-credit scene. Oh. That- yeah that sucks so buddy <laughs> it's all i can think about dude parker did you now actually i breaking the habit stuck in my head honestly parker did
0: you recognize the, the, uh, anime the woman Park. in this movie who was a ceo of that company
3: she looked familiar but i forgot yeah to her up. i did because i watched yeah scandal,
0: i uh... but not just scandal do you watch no, scandal no, chris no, it's not just scandal it's she's also do you want to She's also in Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, she's the newspaper. Oh woman. really?
2: Oh
0: no, yeah. Uh, I I think I just recognize that face, and she actually looks younger in this movie than she does in Big Trouble in Little China.
1: But also, also, Chris, do you watch? Scandal? I do not watch.
0: I don't really watch television.
1: So, so her character in Scandal is basically Mike Huckabee, and it's oh. kind of funny. But
3: <laughs> oh, football season! We need you. <laughs> That sounds
0: unpleasant. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. She, she's very Southern, and uh, she resigned the vice presidency in that show to uh, put a talk show on fake Fox News to, uh, you know, talk about how bad fake Obama is. So, you know, it's one of those shows, you know.
0: Well... Let's move good. back to uh, video yeah, games but also good. move back to Gerard Butler. Turns out they did make a very good video game movie. It's called Tomb Raider: The Cradle yeah. of Life.
3: <sighs> you know, uh, Bigfoot and John Voight were not on speaking terms for years and Tomb Raider's the first time they really reconciled down <laughs> screen together. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tea, sis.